Dear Mother, Brian's dead. They're all dead. The Falcons came at us like a tsunami, a great wave of death. An assault so terrible, so ruthless, I wept at its beauty, the beauty of annihilation. Ryan Blue, Hollowbin made in the aftermath of Twy Cross. You are listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that gives you the time and place. You just bring the battle. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew Bloodbath Barons. Join us tonight for co-hosts, Andrew, the Merchant Factor, Minnow Krill. Good evening, gentlemen. Glad to be back. And Aaron, none at all. Coach Krill. None at all. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? What's none at all? None at all. 350 rules. Yeah, oh. you remember it. Okay. Got it. Luke, just stop looking at your dice. Charles Gideon Dirks, welcome back. <laughs> Glad to be back. And really, just don't look at them. They, they look nicer the less you look. <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> and Thomas, the vid, Silent Sea Raven Kruger, welcome back and glad you're well. Oh, thank God, too. And uh, I apologize if I'm too much of a smart ass today. He's got a lot <laughs> got, to make up I got, for. I got I got two two episodes to cram it all into. <laughs> got on a roll with the doctors and nurses, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, tonight we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, we are looking at updates of news with possibly leather-bound leather novels. Dice surveys, lots of congratulations officially here to talk about later. Tiki novels, rec guides, update number 143, battle reports with Andrew and 350, 350 talk. Let's see, we also have some metrics for podcasting, tech talk, possibly some terrain, and around the community. But, but children of Kerensky spoilers. Huh? <laughs> it says children of Kerensky spoilers. You, you can't go off last month. <laughs> oh, <What>? shit. <laughs> Damn it. Jesus, man. Well, that's, well, it's a good, that's it's a good the, thing you didn't read the comment you're not supposed to read, it says in the text, too. So That's the, <clears> that's the link. Get a little trivia tonight again, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, keep me away from trivia, then. <laughs> Don't read this. Don't read this. Aaron, don't read this. That's what it <laughs> Somebody says. Somebody tackle that's, him. That's what we it's usually do. Children now. of the Krinsky have a audiobook? No. <laughs> Crazy no, kid. No, Bob. No. All right. Craziness. Okay. Incoming news flash. Andrew, you got some news for us? Anyways, it says congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to Aaron Cahill being officially named the assistant line developer for Battletech. And Matt Fredrickson for being named the Camelspecs online coordinator. I should look at the... Yay! Yeah. You made it! <laughs> dun, dun, dun! No, it's, it's cool because, I mean, we've had... Very cool. We had uh, Ray on couple well what is it handful of podcasts wow which is awesome and he had a lot a lot of praise and a lot of accolades um, for aaron uh so we're, we're hoping i'm hoping that i can get in touch with aaron and have him on the podcast after the first of the year 
sounds like <laughs> invitations are starting to stand, stack up. So Yeah, you're getting calls left and right. Stay tuned. <laughs> and Matt, Matt, I've worked with for a couple of years now with the uh, CSO dev site and stuff. So glad to see that he's getting the recognition on his work and efforts to that effort. So um, it'll be great to see that launch and, and get new legs again. So nice. Moving congratulations on. Congratulations to them both. Now we also have some news. Uh, there was a, a dice survey that happened to come out. I was not partaking in since, you know, I'm the latter wave two. So what'd you guys see in that? I mean, it was, it was pretty long. It, it was two questions. It took a while to fill out, but. <laughs> did, did they leave a comment section? No. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably best no, that they I bought, did not. I bought, the collect, I bought the collector's edition, and I hadn't even gotten all the dice out of the bag yet. You got past, what, set eight, and you're just like, I'm done. Yep. I got, to, I got eight dice in and said, F it. It's just horrific <laughs> so i uh threw it back in the bag put it all back in the bag put it back in the box hopefully they'll just say here's I'm, a new one i'm telling you guys just make a nice little display with your coins and everything put the dice up there <laughs> and put it it's just it, they're shadow box dice they're not supposed to be used yes they are <laughs> that was the you, point you can have your Challenge coin holders for factions, and you can have your dice set yeah, holders. They'll for look factions. really nice in the. By the room. way, boys, I Get was going to tell like you. a cherry finish. I was going to tell you, I found uh, I found a neat little uh, 3D print for you know when your mom and dad used to have those plates, you know the painted plates for different things that they'd stand up, you know little showpiece things or whatever. Are you going to do a layout set? T, and it had that T thing to hold them. Yeah. Yeah. I found a, a 3D, a, a, somebody made a 3D print for doing that, for holding your coins. So Ooh, uh, that's cool. Those printed off so I can have a, a neat display for those since my printer's up and working again. Yay. Nice. So, so, Aaron, hmm? who's holding your dice? Uh, my little plastic bags that I haven't even, I haven't <laughs> even opened them. <laughs> I looked at one set and mine, mine are okay. Well, my Dragoon's dice and my Kelhound's dice are good. The rest of them aren't mine, so I don't really care. <laughs> it's not mine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't seen Matt or Tommy in the last, like, two months, so I am waiting to bequeath them upon them so they can join in the dice anger uh, comment section. <laughs> so we can throw them. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to say to... Uh, so. Patrick Brinhall here in town owns uh, the Source Game and Comics, and that's been some of the pictures that have been posted on the Facebook group. Of um, I ran up there last week and Friday actually, and he they have their store shipment in, and just a massive amount of stuff on the shelf, which is it's been a long time since I saw BattleTech on store shelves like that, like, and it was just exciting to see, but. I I wanted to I wanted to warn him about the dice, but I, I don't know what the right way to handle that is with the store, right? I mean, I can't imagine people buying those dice and having them be as off as like the Kirita dice that I have, where I mean it's 
visibly you can see that it looks like the dice was taken out of the mold too fast while they were still hot and it settled. What are that? What is a store going to do when somebody brings them back? Take them. I mean, order. five bucks. Five bucks isn't insignificant. <laughs> Put non-refundable on the dice. Done. Not. Not cool. Well, what, what did they? What did they say? That uh, the new update was like uh, five hundred thousand dollars worth of dice that were non-quality. <laughs> it was a lot. No, no, they they were talking about that the, was the uh, canon characters. characters. Yeah, yeah, that got credit for canon characters. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Yep, we'll get to yeah. that too, guys. There's nothing you can do about the dice. Like, there's just not. The the just, dice are cast. There's just, nothing you can just, <laughs> just deal with it. Nice pun. They're, oh, they're, <laughs> or or not cast as they're, they're, I, fuck, they're fucking dice, be. man. You're I mean just they still they'll be a little. They'll be a little jinky. They'll, you know, list use, list lazily to the left as they go down the. Use them as <laughs> use them as turn t- counters or token things or something like yeah. that. TMM. Just don't roll them. Well, <laughs> well my, my question is because I mean they have said we're not you know we're not going to stick it to the to the backers. What are they going to do? I mean I, I I don't see a good option there. Well, the only option there that that's decent is is the company who made them steps up and replaces them. Yeah, I mean, I mean people that's, still that's the want... only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only good positive answer is the company effed them up, stands behind their product and fixes it. That's really the only thing that can be done. But whether that happens or not, I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> I would say with the amount of with the amount of product that Catalyst gave whatever company it was that did that, it'd probably be in their best interest to remake some and send them out. Oh, I'm not saying that it I'm not saying that it would not be a good business decision for said company to, you know, fix the mistake, but it's also across the other pond and <laughs> Relations there have tenuous at best some days. So, well, like I said, guys, there's not there's nothing you're gonna do about it. Cattle is either gonna replace them or they're not. I, I I think if I think if you're gonna get butt hurt about the dice and that's gonna be big enough problem for you, then you're not looking at the awesome other stuff that came out almost flawless. So, I think the dice you're- the dice thing is just us having to have something to argue about, and I don't think it's a lot to argue about. Mm. Who says the guy who got two pair? Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't drop a hundred. You didn't drop one hundred and twenty-five dollars <clears throat> on the collector set. So yeah, I'm a little ticked. But what was in the collector set? All of them. All the dice. Well, all of them. That sucks for you. <laughs> and I started counting. I got eight in and said, "F it." That's uh, that's pretty sad. Oh well, I I think I only got one pair, so I'm not gonna be hurting too bad. But yeah, I feel for the I, I feel for the people who wanted sets because it makes sense to me. Well, I got two sets, and everybody knows that I got Jade Falcon, and I got Creed. So I got another good. Hopefully, I only got another. you the Jade Falcon ones, man. I was talking about my personal one. Oh, in wave two. 
I got you. Well, everything of mine's in wave two. Well, I got you some stuff in wave one. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, 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 I think that I think that brings up a big question. If if you got everything wave two, do you Ooh. even battle tech? Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, that's a good question, Charles. That's a really I mean, good question. I, I feel like everybody who really battle techs was going to pitch in the extra 15 bucks for shipping. Oh, I, uh... solid, <laughs> solid question. Yep. Solid. Question. Anybody got a rebuttal of that one? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's true. And then that, oh, that, that throws out my legitimacy of the uh, whole Jade Falcon stuff. Part timers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll fix the dice by then and we'll just get the, the, right good way the first oh, time. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Instead of like a twofer. They read the tarot cards, right? And they're like, oh, bad dice. <laughs> Wait for wave two. It says you should not get wave one. Damn it. Shake it up again. All right. So what else? The, the canon characters as well now and alien maps one and two for the update. Yeah, there was the way the I maps really, look tight. The way, yeah, the maps were awesome. I really like uh, <clears throat> the maps. They're just, they're knocking the park out on the maps. With the canon characters, I think there was a lot of people that just wanted a credit for their canon character. Yeah, because they shed it and they just wanted more uh, product. Yeah, and it turned out that there was a lot of people <laughs> that wanted yeah. their credit back. And I think it was like one of those where Catalyst didn't realize it was going to be that large a sum of money. <laughs> That's kind of the thing when you get a Kickstarter, you're like, look at all this money. <laughs> and then it's like, look at it, we have to produce more because like, they changed their minds. There's a $500,000 check we got to cut. <laughs> so, well, at least I well, got the money. I was waiting for them, like, yeah, Tom. Yeah, we're not going to have your character. We'll, we'll give you a store credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine okay. if they if they made that decision? Just oh. like, nah, we, we don't like your backstory. Yep. <laughs> We're going to give you 25, 75 bucks. Here you go. We already have I think, that. I, I think I'd still be fine with that. At least it's something. We already have that name, so uh, <laughs> sorry. It doesn't match anything we have. We're, we're going to have to pass you along. But, yeah. Um, now, like in the past, Andrew, you've talked about alien worlds as well with, you know, there's there's talk of like, green or, or blue 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 colored grass pastures oh, yeah uh, there's been and, ones that have that have had that yeah and uh like back in the original series of books where they talk of alien world landscapes not just like a moon that's just desolate and gray or nothing but nice trees and bob ross characteristic skies it should have some different colorations like you know Different sun colors, blue, red, yellow, different tree types, you know, nothing but mm -hmm. nasty, Happy nasty trees. gas. Yeah. Nothing but nasty green goop oh, everywhere. Speaking I mean, of nasty it, gas. Switch to whiskey already? No, not yet. <laughs> Real close, though. It shows. But yeah, we should have <laughs> some interesting it's alien landscapes that are. That should be way different than what we're used to. It, I like that idea. That it should be passed that way, and I can't wait to see them out in real life. Should be good maps, as long yeah. as the map sizes are consistent. Because like in the past, I've had, you know, two neoprene mats that 
or at least a half inch off. Well, I, th I think these maps are going to be the paper maps, aren't they? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think they're the paper yeah, maps. So. Who knows? I don't I know mean, if they'll go to the neoprene. They're not going to do every map set in neoprene. I don't think. One side's not going to be lopsided like the dice, right? <laughs> Better not be. Pudding. You know, if it is that bad, you could just take a ruler and just straight edge that and just slice her off nice and square. <laughs> is this like the episode? <laughs> like, because we blew so much smoke up Catalyst Sass last episode, we kind of like kind of reverse it. <laughs> like, ah, time to trash him again. <laughs> uh, did we? Oh, I, think we're, I think we're always kind of even, Steven, on positive and negative. You know, you got to have your balance. three ups, three downs, and improves and sustains and all that jazz. <laughs> Makes a good AAR. We, we, we got to give them the, the compliment sandwich. The good thing. Oh, there the you not go. Not so good thing. And then the good thing. Oh, they do need Delta feedback, though. <laughs> Delta feedback. <laughs> nice. So, you ain't anxious about the Leatherbound novels? Oh, yeah. I am definitely I, looking forward to that. I like Mason Hardbound. Are, are they going to sound different in audiobook? That was as sarcasm of, as, as I've heard from Tommy in a long time. <laughs> I'm waiting for the audiobook. Sopping wet. It'll be a... It'll be a leather case audio set, like a TV case, and you open it up, and it'll be. And it's yeah. on, it's on cassette. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think by now somebody at Catalyst has the, the the Tommy rule where, instead of responding to "Is there an audio book?", they're just going to email him directly <laughs> every time they release an audio book. <laughs> Can't wait till the next time for him to be in his vehicle. Like, no, don't hit, don't hit record, don't hit. It just eats the tape. Don't hit rewind. It eats the tape. Damn! Give me the erase. Give me the pencil. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not super hyped on the leather bound novels, but I could see where they'd look cool. But I don't think I'll get one. I ordered it. Well, you order everything. <laughs> really? I'm, I, I'm looking forward to having them on the show. You're a fucking Battletech rubber stamp. It's like, we got Battletech pencils. Stamp by 10,000, please. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I see where they're cool. They're nice. But if I already have them in paperback, I I don't know that I'd want them in leather. And then if I didn't have them in paperback, I don't know that I'd want them in leather because I wouldn't want to like screw up the nice book. So I'm kind of right. like, they're collectors' items, pretty much. I could yeah. see I could see we're getting it. Where if I was going to meet the author and get it signed, like that would be cool. That would be pretty neat. If only the authors were around. Yeah. Hmm. Or, or that you could maybe you know ship the books to them and they'd ship it back to you. And then it looks like the box you got for the Kickstarter where it's kicked in. Well, which, <laughs> which, which books Sorry about are your book? Which books don't are ever do this again? <laughs> which books are getting leatherbound? All of them. Oh, all of them. Oh, I didn't think all of them were. What's that? Yes. What's that, what's that going to cost? I never looked at the price tag. Ooh. What? I got. I think I. I think there was the collector's edition where you got both, and it was the, either one hundred eighty or two hundred, one hundred and eighty or two hundred and twenty-five bucks. It was something like that. All right, around the horn. If you could get, if you could only get one book leather bound, which book would it be? Oh shit, that's a tough question. Man. <laughs> I, I would, would prob. 
I'd probably get Wolfpack. Wolfpack? That's a good one. I think that was one of my first books I... First novel. I'm split between Natural Selection and Forever Faithful. Oh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, God, favorite... Coach. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's tough. That's super my tough. Favorite, my favorite book has been, um, for, for the longest time, was always Assumption of Risk. Um, <laughs> there was something in the book that, that spoke to me um, about family uh, that was important at the time. So that's always been uh, a book that I've held dear to my heart, but um, Forever Faithful, I, in my opinion, is one of the best character books we've had in the Battletech universe, and it was so much fun to read, yeah. to go along with those characters and, and see their transformation. That um, that's that's a that's, that's a toss up, man. That's a really good question. Okay, now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and go for the Unabridged Gray Death trilogy. <laughs> I thought you go for the kill hounds. Uh, <laughs> that's a good answer, Charles. That's a good. I, that's a good I one. I will go for um, uh, the the Jade Phoenix trilogy. That's a book. Yeah, it's kind of like yep. the the Lord of the Rings. It's really one book, just yeah. broken up. Yeah. So it'd be we'll just compile it. Consume it for right. reasons. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of cow. <laughs> 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 Only five cows were harmed in the making of this book. Uh, uh, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, between for I can't, I can't pick. I'm I'm really glad that we're making some leaps and bounds on corrective action. I, I'm really excited. is that a book joke? Well. No, because there's still a lot of corrections and books that are not being edited. So, well, I don't think they're going to go back and re-edit the old ones. So, well, maybe they will. No, the new ones coming out are there's flaws, but oh well. At least we're getting books. I'm happy about that. Yeah, but I'm glad they you know they updated like a a link issue where they can, you know, you can return or at least let them know, Hey, I got this damaged or busted or missing at least, at least, you know, they can start responding to emails. So I'm glad that's, that's been updated and kind of fixed and we're getting some good, good communication with that. That's, that's an improvement. That's, that's really good. I mean, without having a Reddit, our wolf may be the one to get leather bound. I don't know yet. It's not out yet. Well, depends. Are you going to be in it? I don't know. <laughs> it is. It is. It is supposed to be the largest and most influential book in BattleTech history at this point. So it should be. And it's it, going to be big. So, like, if you're going to get a leather-bound book, understatement. yeah. If you're going to get a leather-bound book, that one might be the way to go. Beefy. Are we talking about big as in like height? Like a slab, all of it. Are we talking about all of it? (laughs) It's big in every way. Girth, girth. We're talking girth. (laughs) (laughs) The only measurement that matters. Oh boy, you've been lied to. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, anyways. Oh, 
Anybody see the cover art of that new Tokyo? Uh, oh, book? sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I like the mm-hmm. updates they're doing. That and was pretty they're, hot. They're, they're making sense. Like, I'm seeing like a, a, a black knight with like a sword and like this little dragonfly that got kicked, like shit kicked out of it. That was pretty cool. So, Why is right, it though fun. that when I saw the art on that and I saw that elemental on the oh, yeah. leg of that Black Knight, it so reminded awesome. me of Wheelie from Transformers when he was humping Megan Fox's leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. I don't know why, but that was the first thing that came to mind. I saw it and I was like, fucking humping his leg. Oh, I don't know why, but that was so funny. <laughs> I didn't even, was like, I I didn't even see the Ella. I didn't even see the elementals until someone mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's one there. It was like, you're, I I mean, just following the rules of art, just having your visual aid go all the way around the, the image of the, the painting is so sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> it's such a good art, but it doesn't do justice unless you have the Tuesday night Wolfnet guys on there. <laughs> <laughs> the did struggle you, snuggle. Did you see the... Did you see the meme that they put? <laughs> it's got Sharn, Wiz, Remy, Fang, Brute, Bloodbath, yeah. Sadistic, and yeah. Drop on there. What a typical yeah. that Tuesday night looks like. That that one was great. That one was pretty good. Hey, what's that on your face? A heavy PPC? <laughs> oh, God. And, and Brute's humping Fang's <laughs> legs. <laughs> I, I, I will say because they have the new uh, the new crab on there, it makes me a little sad because it's got it's got the cockpit. Oh yeah, uh, kills me. Get in with the crabby cockpit, yeah. yeah. Mm. Crabby, oh crabby about it. What do they do to you? You're just gonna have to live with it. No, <laughs> you can paint it any way you want. You just you just fill that sucker in, exit out, and just put, you know, it, back really put it back on top where it belongs. Color uh, wolf color. <clears throat> Would it be bad bad form if I called Harmony Gold and told them about the new crab design? <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut up. It's just not even funny. We can, we can undo it. <laughs> <laughs> we can undo it. <laughs> There's no stopping what can't be stopped now. <laughs> uh, that I mean, would be pretty funny. Although, you know, there have been a lot of mods. I mean, <clears throat> some people are changing cockpits. Some people are, you know, changing the hip locations for like the the Nova and the uh, Viper. Yeah. That's what, that's a lot of work. Is it? I mean, if we're already doing like drilling and pinning, what's <laughs> shaving off a leg? <laughs> or, see, but, but that's the thing is the, the, the new sculpts I think are so good where you hit them with, you know, maybe a five, you know, uh nail file or hit take the, some seams off. Yeah. Take a couple seams off. You're good to go. So me having to like, drill and pin that that's way beyond what i want to do at this point it's except it's for called, that crabby it's called except for Kevin. That crabby oh yeah that, the crabs medium lasers getting relocated <laughs> like you're you're gonna mod the shit out of that crab aren't you you're gonna like spend like 10 days on that sucker like <laughs> better better call kevin that's what you better better call kevin <laughs> he'll take care of it for you <laughs> fix my baby <laughs> fix my baby <laughs> look what they did there <laughs> no <laughs> oh, right. oh but but they uh yeah going off of uh what coach is saying about the tukey source book they got the short stories coming out i am one behind Ooh. it's the ghost bear book so oh. i'm just gonna take my time and get around to it whenever i want to there you and go ghost really bear enjoying them <laughs> <I mean. laughs> 
gonna go wallow into a snowbank for a while wait for something <laughs> to stomp by eat it <laughs> i uh I, I i i love the scenarios that are in some of the old ones and i i i want them to have fun reinventing some of those or having more scenarios because that's a lot of fun that where you find the little niches of like, Hey, I like this faction and I like this unit. And I hope, you know, through the tide of history and the lore that there's more scenarios with those units in that you can pick out and build stars around, build points around something. And have a lot of fun diving deep into that. That's that's going to be fun. Finding little morsels to latch on to, like, ooh, ooh, I want to build this unit. We agree. Wow. You guys are so... <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, moving along, what about the rec guides? I like them. Yeah, yeah, we just got the, what, number seven? It's hard to keep them all straight anymore. I don't think well, I've downloaded that one yet. Behind the curve. The the Warhammer? It's the Warhammer one. Yeah. It's the Warhammer one. That's fine. Okay. Well, it's the one before <laughs> it. Boy, I like those Warhammer C's. Those things were look like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've I've been using those for years already before this. Well, so but did, these are these are real ones. <laughs> these aren't made um, up. Don't change my imagination. Anybody uh, <laughs> see anything super uh, kind of new or outstanding that uh, you liked out of the new one? Well, did we have did did we have any pilots in it from the regiment? Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why am I blanking on this right now? <laughs> God dang it! Well, you can edit that back in, anyways. Koshi! Right. Koshi made it in. I knew I'd get it, see? I, st I still got the regiment in my mind, in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think Koshi made it. Nice. Nice. I think it's in fiction. You want to you, you talk about some of the regiment? Fit that in? Uh, pff, I am not qualified to talk about the regiment right now. <laughs> Alright, well, I've moving been... along, we got some battle reports. Andrew, you had a 350 lined up with uh, Sluter, right? Yeah, talk about a guy jumping in with both feet. Um, Rock on. I, w I really wanted to... Uh, I asked him last time he was here uh, because I think it would be a really interesting conversation with uh, Matt as a new player coming into the game. Um, how, how has he found... So he was an X-Wing guy. Has, what has he found as the transition, and, and what, has it been easy? Has it been difficult? Um, you know, where are his pain points as a new player coming in? Uh, but we've now played, oh, hell, I think he played two games against my son the last time he was here. And then he and I played two games um, last time he was here as well. Uh, he played that uh, C3I deck that army that I put together um, first game didn't go very well we were playing um, domination and I wrecked his hovercraft like first round 
immobilized it. It was it was kind of done <laughs> very quickly after that. Stupid motive. Um, the uh, then we played a King of the Hill, the next one, and that one was a lot more. That one turned into just a big slugfest. Um, <laughs> I I can't, and I, and I know we've talked about this, and I, I think it might be an okay thing to stress here is is play the scenarios, play them a lot. Don't practice, practice, practice. Don't expect to come into the tournament if when we have it. It's not an if; it's when we hold it. Um, and expect to do well because terrain placement is huge. Um, understanding how your units play and, you know, having an idea of your opponent and, and what's good and what's not. And how do I have, what do I have to counter? Um, oh yeah. You know, like anything tournament wise, especially in a gaming system, you, I don't know how some 40 K players go to tournaments and they don't know the rules for the army that they're playing against. That would drive me bananas, but everything is so big, so massive, and there's so many different things there that it's understandable. In Battletech, yes, there's 10,000 plus units and variants that are out there, but you break it down by mech, vehicle, and infantry, and then you can, sheets are open. You can always look at a player's sheets and know what they've got, so... Play, play, play. <laughs> I guess is is the is the um, mantra for getting ready to compete. Is know your unit and, and know the scenario. Because for the King of the Hill, I don't think it it turned out with the C three I. I had a lot of difficulty getting to the hill without hmm. just getting smoked. So it was spent a lot of time maneuvering and eliminating his units. And I think I achieved one objective point on the last round of the game because Ooh. I was able to move two units, two units to to the hill to end the game on, just because that C three I was it was difficult. He stepped out in the in the center and <laughs> he brought the rain. He he figured that out very quick, which was cool. I mean, he's he's picked it up very very quickly. Like I said, he jumped in with both feet. He was talking about characters and mechs and it was really fun to to hear nice so uh, well, I'm, and little, I'm excited a little back story because i've known schluter forever from x-wing and um it's x-wing like he's a very competitive guy and when he when he wants to play something he's going to learn everything about it which is awesome because in a competitive game you need to know what you're doing i mean that's that's number one but you're never going to know all the stuff. That's something that happens while you play. You'll pick up on little things here, little things there. But to have the general knowledge of the scenarios and army construction and and what all the components do, um, that you can learn. Uh, and you should know that before going in. But he's a very competitive guy, especially in X-Wing. Um, and he was kind of like kind of an OCX guy where we, we would tinker a lot. And we wouldn't necessarily go with the meta. It would it would be okay. Here's the meta. What what are the cracks in that meta? And let's build a list around that. So that's kind of where our mindset was with X Wing. And it's it's in BattleTech. There's a lot more. I don't think you're gonna have a defined meta like you do in X Wing. Like there's two yeah. lists out there that are tier one. 
Well, too many variables. Yeah, in battle, I mean, in X-Wing, there's like 50 mm-hmm. ships you can pick from, but then there's a whole array of pilots and stuff like that. So there's a large selection of units you can, or possibilities you can have, but in Battletech, it's like that times 100. So <laughs> that's what I love about it is there's a lot more tweaking you can do, and you can you can settle into a comfortable you know 350 list easier than you can with x-wing because i mean you either have to beat that list or you have to beat the two lists below it whereas this one i don't think we'll ever have like these two lists are always going to win there's there should be there's plenty of different counter effects in battletech that okay well if you're gonna bring that i'm just gonna bring this and then well if you bring that then i'm gonna bring this so there's a nice turntable of counter effects that can happen and with the ability of five scenarios like it's very i don't think there can ever be a list that will nail every scenario perfectly um which is also what i love about the game you're you're, you should always i mean you're not you shouldn't always have a downfall but in your list you're going to have maybe one or two scenarios that you're not set on and as a player you should know that so either strive to get better at that scenario or maybe tweak your list a little bit but you know going back to Schluter it's I think I think the possibility of a a competitive game b um it's BattleTech so there's a lot of lore behind it there's a lot of you know there's a lot more behind BattleTech than there is in X-Wing um I know you have the whole Star Wars universe but you're narrowing everything down to just the spaceships um with this it's just like oh man there's so much more and once you get into the game then you learn about the lore and you just start loving everything about it i think that's kind of where he's at i think the last time i talked to him he was reading forever faithful or something like that i'm like oh man (laughs) strap in because that's a good one (laughs) he's getting the bar set way too high (laughs) (laughs) now piggyback off that andrew what what was your take on c3i because we talked about it last month um was it extra potent? Not not horrible? What was it? So, I don't have ECM in my list. <gasps> um, I just... Blasphemy! I just, I just, just don't have it. Um, I'm, I ha- I'm really comfortable with... Anyway, I, I think it's, uh, it, it has its place. Um, hey, Matt, you don't need I no don't... stinking ECM. Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt picked up... I, I, I would. I really want to have somebody, a, a more experienced player, play that list just to see how I can play against it um, better. But uh, I thought he did really, really well with it. That being said, um, you know, as in everything, there's a counter, right? And right. it's you know understanding understanding your list, understanding your units, and what are your limitations and what are you good at. So, and what was it? Uh, I had an old basketball coach that said, find the thing that you do well, do that as often as you can. So, um, that's it. If you've got things that you do well with, with the army that you have, put yourself in a position to do that as often as you, as often as possible. Uh, and, And again, we discussed that C3I is expensive. Oh, yeah. So tremendously. Nah, I mean, boosted is expensive. C three I is not bad. C three C three I isn't bad. The list that I have, I have I built on the the new premise that I'm kind of going with on on how I build my lists, and 
was able to get a, a decent list. The thing with C3i is uh, damage output. Yeah, you don't put out as much damage because you have that ability to shoot at the shortest range of your of your group. So while you might have better to hit numbers throughout the game, you're still not putting out as much damage. So does it even out? It's a dice game, man. <laughs> some days your dice are good, some days you aren't. So yeah, I don't, um, I don't think there's a unit out there that tosses like a higher than a six damage output with C three I. Oh man, now you're. All right, hold on. Just trying to get you involved here, Tommy. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's. It's uh, and I, that's what I was gonna say. You you don't really you can't really get that hammer of a mech with C three I because I don't think it exists. Like you're not gonna have a Torquina with C three I. I know the biggest one off the top of my head is uh, five. There's an Excalibur and there's the LRM carrier that have that will throw five out, which is which is still pretty good with C three I. Not insignificant by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I I I put together a whole um, uh, Apocalypse Venatori 350 list with nothing but C3i, and uh, it was fun. I think there's ways to beat it. I I can't remember if I won. I think it was I was playing Tommy's list, <clears throat> that one where it was just like crazy good, and uh, I think I got close. I think he still beat me, but it was it was really close. Um, I think I think C3i has. I, I think you can play a challenge to yourself in each battle. So there's there's the scenario, but then there's also a battle within yourself of how do I use this effectively? There's there's a there's a battle within a battle when you play C three, um, which for some people I'm sure is is a it, it's a good time. <laughs> and then you run against that list. It's like, oh, I got two units with Angel ECM. This one's got ECM. And you're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> That's going to be a long game. <laughs> That's going to be a rough game. <laughs> because you know, then you're then you're getting then you fall back to the issue of you don't throw, you you don't put out, you don't have a lot of damage output. Mm-hmm. The the Seraph. Yeah, the Seraph. I think finally found one. Six six five. Yep, six six five. I was going to say the Seraph right off the bat, but I think that's the highest one. SRM Carrier does six. Angel does. Archangel has a 660. Yeah. And they're expensive. Demon, they're expensive. Demon Tank is 5-5. Five, five. But. Yeah. And, man, we're we're going through, but, and, and we've been, this is like going on, what, three years now? Yeah. Sure. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge at the table when we start talking about stuff. And I mean, I'll it's, I'll spoil well, it. A, it's going to take time for people to to get to get to understanding what what it is we're doing. Uh, I I think we're very comfortable in saying that when I release this podcast, uh, I think in conjunction we're going to release 350 rules with it. First try. I, no. I think it's going to be no. I think it's going to be very close, Aaron. I, I've been working with uh, Scribus this afternoon, getting everything moved over. 
you're going to want to take a look at this because I think there's the opportunity to really make this thing pop, given, given it a little more time. Well, and it's going to take me a couple of days to edit this and, and get it out. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. For, yeah. For fuck's sake, I want to get it out there. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, as soon as we had some flair. So, like. Hurrah, congratulations to all of us who have been working on this for way too long. <laughs> um, the 350 rules are pretty much, they are done. Uh, to, like a couple of capital letters here and a couple of number changes there. And that's this baby's ready to roll. Cause, yeah, rule-wise, it's all done. It's it's now layout and making it pretty, I think, is and we how, had how a, professional they want it to look. We've been having, what, meetings every week for, like, the last couple of weeks on 350 yeah. specifically. And yeah. I thought the last one was one of our best ones. We're like, well, what if we do this? I'm like, ha, 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 read down. <laughs> it says you can't do that. Oh, well, what about uh, <laughs> So I'm super well, we're excited. Not gonna have, we're going to have none at all? None at all. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> I'm just really, really pumped. I think this might be the best time to do it also with the whole COVID thing going on. There aren't a whole lot of people that are going out to game stores and playing, so this should be able to give a lot of people enough time to digest the rules, read them over a little bit, uh, do some sharpening. Ask questions. Yeah, ask Pull questions. Pull their hair out. Clarification so that... If there is something that we blatantly missed, because we have been staring at this for three years, <laughs> and we have all kind of congealed to looking at this through the same color glass, that um, we possibly have overlooked something. And matter of fact, I'll say we probably most likely have oh, looked overlooked something. Yeah. And you know, we were open to having a dialogue and a discussion about about those things but as i as i said in the in the discord there are certain things that that we're doing specifically with the core set because the idea behind this is to be run at a large event and if you haven't run a game at a large event it's uh it's a pretty big undertaking um and when you bring that many people together you have that many different viewpoints. You have that many different attitudes and different things. That <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> don't you know? Unwritten rule number one: Don't be a dick. Right. I mean, it's you know, as I said in the Discord, because people. Right. You're gonna have problems because people. And uh -huh. that's that's the idea behind the rule set is is to try and eliminate arguments or eliminate possibilities for arguments at the table so that we can focus on the one thing everyone's there to do and that's play battle tech and roll some play. dice yep so what throw lopsided dice lopsided dice <laughs> yeah Won't let it's, it go. All right. it's it's a it's a big undertaking because we are essentially trying to tell all battle tech players across the world that how you play at your house or your local local game store is not how this competitive tournament is going to play. Your house rules do not apply. Your uh, little quips and quirks that you've been playing with forever are not applied. 
because they can't. <laughs> they, we just can't incorporate everyone's house rules or everyone's way of playing. So it's it's a standardized rule set. And, I mean, the biggest thing I can say is, is we've got two different modes in here. There's a casual and a premiere. And if you're going to do a premiere game, even if you're going to do a casual game, and you're going to open it up and you're going to do a tournament, you're going to organize it, and you're going to get you're going to get people that maybe you've never seen or played against. I beg tournament organizers to try to stay as close to this rule set as possible because the nightmare scenario is you show up and it's four of your buddies that you've been playing with and three other guys that you haven't and they're all excited to play a tournament and then the tournament organizer, for some reason, has one of their homebrew kind of a thing that they think is a good idea. Maybe it is, but it's just the three guys coming in have no idea about it. And they have read the rules, and they know the rules, and then you're going to throw this thing at them, and they're going to go, well, that's not in the rule set. And it starts a whole argument. And then judge right off the bat, the whole thing. Well, in this case, the tournament organizer is the judge. So that's the thing. I'm... One of my biggest things is that if you're going to run an event, a 350 event, please, for the love, at least for the first few tournaments or whatever, run it straight out of the rule set book. Whatever rules are in there, believe me, we have checked, triple checked, and double quadruple checked rules against rules against rules. And uh, I, th- I think we've got it nailed down to a 98% effectiveness. And just trust us <laughs> that... This is the best way forward to go. Well, I mean, we we've talked about this in the past too, and we we are we're, we're changing the minds of BattleTech. That's one of the beautiful things about the game is is it has allowed people to go home and with their local game groups really kind of do whatever they want. And if they're having fun with their local gaming groups and everyone's enjoying it, by all means, do that. But when you get together with someone that you've know, that you don't know and you want to play, this format that we're going to be putting out levels the playing field in the discussion of what era are we going to play, what tech level are we going to play, what it answers all of that stuff where you just show up with your 350, they show up with theirs, and you can roll. And we've tested this, that exact thing, multiple times as well we, we made a trip out to indiana and it worked perfectly there i've met various people um just locally here and it works exactly the way it's intended um so it i, I it's really one of those things where if you're gonna, like tommy's going to texas this next week tommy could bring a 350 with find a game store meet up with some people and go let's roll some dice and they get together and it's not, they just take their shit out and start rolling dice. That's the point. We want it you is, to play. It we is extremely gratifying. <laughs> when that happens, it's so, like Indianapolis or Indiana was so gratifying the fact that, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I literally took my 350 out <laughs> and we rolled initiative for terrain. <laughs> and it was just like, there was no other discussion about. Anything else, there was not that, you know, the Battletech gamer hour before the game actually starts kind of a thing. (laughs) 
So or I'm going to build this Uber to... Uber special list because we didn't talk about this particular rule that I'm going to try and maximize to my benefit. <laughs> it's you're showing up on a level playing field. Yeah. You know, hopefully people understand that we're doing this for the good of the game and the good of our, the player base, not mm-hmm. to give somebody a leg up. And don't get me wrong. We're not trying to step on other game groups toes. We're not trying to step on classic battle tech, or we're not trying to say one is better than the other. All we're doing is just offering the community another outlet to play battle tech that we think could be a very fun, highly competitive format, which right now BattleTech does not have. So, be a missing link. Yeah, we're just or one of super excited. It's it's been a long, long haul, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna be doing. Um, I'm going to be doing some uh, some tutorial videos on pretty much the uh, the, the aspects of the, the rule book, uh, army construction, terrain, uh, scenarios, and tournament organizing. I'm going to try to keep them to like 20 minutes so it's not super long videos. Um, we're going to be putting those up on the YouTube page. I think that's going to help out bridge the gap between reading the rules and then seeing it on the table before you actually go to a tournament. Um, so... Look out for those. Um, and yes. always, if you have questions, once this thing comes out and you have questions, please, please, please ask. Yes. The the email address is in the rule book. So send them on over. But don't He's be mad. Some... Don't be mad when we say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that rule's not going to go in. <laughs> but. Yes, please. We just did a, we just did a train. Yeah, I tutorial uh, too. Shout out to uh, White Fox, Seth Glenn, for setting up our Facebook page. Um, homepage. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do my our homepage because I don't know if <laughs> I don't know what happened, but this last week and a half, I think we've had 30 members join the Facebook group. And what are we just short of 600 now? It's just short of 600, and and I know the. The Discord channel's been getting hit pretty hard. We're seeing a lot of new people in uh, Tuesday Night Fights, um, which uh, your humble humble co-host took uh, the silver medal in a missed links. Suck it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah. I freaking... So, one night I don't show up. Yep, you end up yep that's up. what they said, too. The one night time he doesn't show up. No, it was it was an awesome game. Uh, big big kudos to Mario or uh, those guys who set up the format. It was it was a lot of fun. I think um, Mario and uh, Wiz. Oh yeah, yeah, Wizcore. Yeah, it was basically um, uh, it was all prime versions of the Clan Invasion Kickstarter set that came out. But your piloting is uh, piloting a gunnery was based on how light your light or heavy your mech was. So the missed link was a zero one. I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm taking that. And uh, I think I got hit with a machine gun until uh, uh, who killed me? I think it was Remy. I think Remy took me out with <laughs> a gauze rifle and just right through the center. <laughs> I was doing so well until I met a small silver ball. <laughs> it just blew me away. But it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. 
Mario has a terrible ability of choosing maps. I just want to say that. I've never fought in a digestive tract before. Especially the colon. (laughs) (laughs) So, anuses to you, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) He'll love you for that. But, no, um, to get back to, sorry, got way off topic there. Um, I did a Facebook Live video and uh, showed uh, everyone how I've been doing terrain because apparently that's my new thing that I have fallen madly in love with. Um, Cheers, Zen. Go go figure. I get all of these new uh, plastic minis to paint, and I decided to just dive head into making terrain. (laughs) So... Um, it's a lot of fun, especially with the 350 coming up. I wanted a kind of, um, I want get a start. I want everyone to be able to make 350 terrain, and I've. It's not hard. It's really terrain, not that hard. Terrain sounds and looks like it's stupid hard to make. It's not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to download that video and put it on the YouTube page. But I basically made a hill in. 45 minutes and i and of course half that was me explaining stuff so um it's super easy you do not need a lot of tools for it it's it's a lot like i said uh the facebook live one i made terrain where i was using coffee grounds as the flock on top and it turned out pretty good so um yeah it's it's a lot of fun and i just want one of the major parts of the 350 are having Battletech look good while you're playing it. And don't get me wrong, I love the maps. The maps are awesome, but when you're playing a war game, it's just so much more satisfying to see 3D terrain on the board. And uh, good-looking 3D terrain. It, it's it's super easy to do. No one should feel um, uh, hesitant or overwhelmed of how to do it. So... I'm going to be doing a bunch of videos on that. Uh, lakes, trees, hills. Um, I made rubble today. That was cool. Barney, huh? Yeah. Barney rubble. Rubble. So have some terrain tips with Coach. Rubble could be a serious terrain piece in the 350. That Are we talking be... about rough? Yeah, rough terrain. Sorry. Yeah, because you put that in front of one of the objective targets... Like, they don't get cover, <laughs> and they have to move through it. So, or go around it. So, that could be... How like, about jumping over it? Or jumping over oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that one time Tommy vehicles. took a, That one time Tommy took a list with no jumping mechs. Oh, man, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Redacted he that. Just, that was a black bucket. That was a black bucket list marker for him. You could just see him like rubbing his his red movement marker dice. <laughs> like, I need to put them down. <laughs> it was terrible. I literally threw that list away after that. <laughs> oh. he, he actually had to remember how much it costs to move up and down elevation. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, how one <laughs> one inch? Son of a shit! It's a that was tank. pretty funny. That was, that was a good time. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, really happy with all the people that are uh, joining the Facebook group. We're going to start doing a lot more stuff with that, uh, point in case, the Facebook Live stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of cool stuff going on. 
when and I like I I think I mentioned, but I think it, it was really cool that you did it from start to finish, Coach. Because like so often on like uh, tutorial videos, they're like, and then you do this, and they show thirty seconds of it, and then they cut away, and then they come back with the finished <laughs> and product, and you're you like, what did you do though? <laughs> How did you do that? You fade away, and all of a sudden it looks like a completed Bob Ross painting. You're like, what the f- right? What the fuck? <laughs> right. These are happy trees. <laughs> what happened to step six through twenty five? <laughs> Uh, yeah, those those are always the best. I know they're longer, but those are always the best tutorial when you just one live stream all the way through. Um, yeah, it's it's not hard, guys. Uh, and I even uh, the, I wasn't super happy with the piece I was doing because I painted, <laughs> especially, I, I painted especially it all the green. tiny little foam pieces. Yeah, I painted it all green. <laughs> well, first of all, it was a mess. Yeah, but I painted it all green, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go over it with some brown highlights. And this this will attest to how easy terrain is. I'm like, oh, that looks like shit. So then I went I went over it with black as a and I'm doing my dry brushing, you know, to kind of bring out the highlights and and the black looked better, but it just wasn't quite right. And uh, so I waited overnight and I let it dry like I should have. And then I was like, ah, screw it. Took some white, dry brushed the edges, and it was like the best perfect happy accident because the green now looks like moss growing inside the crag rocks and the rocks look black but with like a weathered white around it so um i posted some final pictures and and i'm super happy that's that's like my new favorite one so was it because it's the was it because it matched the dark roast of the yeah it was too dark (laughs) the the dark roast coffee was uh too dark (laughs) the the thing with making terrain that you have to get past Especially if you like have OCD or you have this this picture perfect thing in your head of what it's supposed to be, it's nature. There are no whatever straight lines it, in nature. Whatever it comes out as, it's good. <laughs> it's it, it 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 will it will work. And Irregular. Yep. You just gotta. It, it's hard. It it I I struggle making terrain because I'm like <laughs> ah, it doesn't. It doesn't have a straight line. That's it why all have... that's why all Andrew's terrain are like perfect <laughs> ovals or, or squares. They're all round, and then you make a big penis out of <laughs> them. And you make a big penis out of them. Damn amoebas! <laughs> you got amoebas in it. But and that's just another aspect of how much, how, hopefully, how this 350 is going to take off because you're making terrain, and how many people just bite the bullet and dive in and make terrain? It's super easy, and it's a lot of fun. I love it. It's. I mean, by by the end of the day, you would have what, Aaron? Maybe a milk crate that you could carry terrain, your three hundred and fifty, and ancillary stuff that you would need, and you wouldn't fill it up. No, but that would be a, a really easy thing to grab and go. Throw it in the car, and you've got everything you need to play a match. Yeah, I would say in a milk crate, you could have your terrain, rule books. Dice, your 350, um, a cooler full of beer. (laughs) That's the great thing about the 350 is it's so compact. You know, you're not having to lug your entire collection of battle tech along to Tommy to create. Yeah, Tommy (laughs) to create your force at the place. (laughs) That's that's what I really love about it. Like. And uh, I, I can just see people like having stacks and stacks of these little foam trays of like, hmm, which 350 am I going to take today? 
and you're like, screw it, I'm gonna take three of them, and I'll pick at the t- at the time. But again, that's me. Yeah, you're 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 literally just like, okay, pick one, two, or three lists, not having to go through and pick like, okay, here's one mech. I definitely want to play this mech. Well, well and the fun th- and the fun thing about it is, it's a max of sixteen units, pistol cases. Yeah, you can buy pistol cases from six to ten bucks. Yep, and that will hold a three fifty. It's almost perfect. So, just just like you were saying, I'm going to grab three of them. Well, it's three little pistol cases that you put in your box and and go. That's that's perfect. Yeah, Dunzo. and it'll get your neighbors to leave you alone. <laughs> Where in the hell is that guy going? <laughs> what you what you got in the case? Like none of your damn business. <laughs> Every Thursday night, my we toys, my pistols. <laughs> I got my toys in the case. <laughs> And even even <laughs> like Tommy right now, he's painting. I don't even know what you're painting. What's no unit I know that you like has blue in it. I'm practicing for Matt's piece. Oh, it's because he knew he had a lot of time on his hands coming up. So uh-huh. basically, he came over, ransacked a dozen minis, and he left. But uh, the 350 is also going to get people painting again. I mean, one of the rules is oh. you. Look at look at the amount of paint that's come out as of late. Have you Holy seen crap. Facebook blow up with all the painted mechs? It's just freaking Ooh. awesome. I have almost perfected. Gorgeous. I've almost perfected my Facebook to be nothing but uh, the Dodo and BattleTech. It's pretty close. <laughs> so pretty I'm close a, I'm literally only watching rescue animals or cute dogs or BattleTech. <laughs> I'm, yep. like, I'm so proud of myself that that's my entire Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, we're it's it's an exciting time. I'm really really happy that this is going to be out there in the masses, and I can concentrate on other things now. <laughs> like work, like the regiment. <laughs> <laughs> that way you could give some time you, off to you, Kaji and Gold. You could only step missions. away from the regiment so long before they start getting a little chippy at you. I found out. <laughs> Chippier, they just say, F it, we're going to go our own direction, and, and you, you get left in the dust. When you show well, up and they're like, fun. oh, who's this guy? <laughs> it's fun, too. It's just like you show up for like a Tuesday night, like, hey, have you heard anything from the boss man? Like, no. no. <laughs> what, what, what's your question? Well, can we do this? Like, yeah. well, I'll ask him, but I don't see why not. It falls within the realm of community and improvement. Sure. Yeah, been, yeah. I've been given. I've been giving green light to a few things too. So <laughs> there's been a lot of there's gonna be a, there's a there's a few guys that have really taken up the mantle and have been knocking it out of the park. And uh, kudos to you guys. You know who you are. Um, it's it's so refreshing to see that when you, when you start something and then everyone loves it, and you, you really did. Own try really hard and then all of a sudden you had to switch gears it, it didn't die out that's that's what i'm super happy about like they well, took not it. only did it not not only has it not died out but it's flourishing it's improving, it grew. It's improving. <laughs> i mean they're looking at they're looking at scenario tracker spreadsheet innovations that are getting more and more accurate more user-friendly it's it's silly taking- smart it's awesome Love it. They're taking it to the level that we had talked about wanting to do this with. They're they're doing that they're exact doing thing it. without they're, ever they're telling them that was our goal. They're it's hitting fantastic. the ground running, beating feet. 
and they're making it happen. I mean, and, I like the fact that they still ask for like how if I think it's good because <laughs> let's be honest, <laughs> I haven't had any input in like a year. It's all been the Shadow Colonel and Gold, <laughs> but um, it's it's just awesome that yeah they literally made it so much better than what we did, and it's great. And that just another feather in the cap of the tight knit group that we have, which isn't so small anymore, but how the mentality that we think of ourselves as is, is still there and, and flourishing. So, and there will, there won't be any quick end to that. I mean, there no. are so many possibilities of offshoots for campaigns. Oh yeah. Scenarios. I mean, look at all the things we can run into now with, <laughs> We've been talking Change about it. destiny. Yeah, we've been talking about trying to do destiny. Yeah, Macquarie Destiny. I and, mean, and now, if now you they're guys, talking about doing all the different clan missions, and if if you are a new different offshoots, it's fun. If you are a new listener to the show, um, we do have. I mean, our Discord channel is probably bar none one of the best Discord channels I think I've ever <laughs> been a part of. Um, not only in size, but organization and fun and. Um, knowledge-based, uh, all kinds of things. If you guys are a new listener and you, you're you like, I haven't played Battletech in 25 years, which we've now heard like three or four people in the last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys are looking to get back into Battletech, our Discord channel and Facebook page have every level of Battletech that you could want to have. There is access. There's the casual gamer. There's the Uber guy. There's the Alpha Strike guys. The classic guys. The regiment. Classic. <sighs> Painting miniatures. I mean, it's just and and fun. It's all fun. We're just here to have a good time. Uh, we can disagree with each other in a in a proper manner. Um, just just be wary of a couple of the channels on Tuesday nights because the memes will start flowing and there's no stopping to them until wee hours of the morning. <laughs> so, yeah, and you just threw us an update the other day of 300 members on Discord with an average of 80 online yeah, 24 we, hours a day. We have, yeah. uh, there are members on the Discord channel 24 hours a day. We're 300 members strong right now on the Discord channel. And we are worldwide. I mean, from Australia, worldwide, Australia to everywhere. So, um, <laughs> how it, do you pick Australia? Well, I'm mad drop. Like the, <laughs> I mean, the mad. what's the starting the mad. point? <laughs> when you look, when you look at the metrics, it's we're you know U.S. is number one, and you got Canada, and then you got Germany. From the numbers, it's it's pretty interesting to look at all the different international locations and what they got for numbers it's it's awesome i i, I can't help but just get a little, get a little if you're gonna hey if fuzzy. you're gonna fly if you're gonna fly to the philippines or thailand bring your 350 with you bring your people there to play and you can check <laughs> you can check our map and you can see who who's located where and you can drop in oh if you can get contact speaking of the map I'm going to I'm going to use the platform right now. If you're in the Des Moines, Iowa area, please put it on the Facebook, join the Facebook or something and say that you're in that area, like an hour drive around cuz I got a buddy who's in the Des Moines area and he is fully bought in, but he doesn't have anybody to play with. So so if you're in the Des Moines area in Iowa, 
shout out on the Facebook page and we'll get Hell, you Did up. you know that I found I found three or four new people here in the cities that I didn't know about from that picture post that I posted from the source? But, yeah, I was just in there last week and I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> and you don't reach out, you don't say hi, nothing. We're less than an hour apart. Why aren't you we get rolling that, dice? You, you so, get that, that common statement of, uh, you play Battletech? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, still nobody in Orange City, Sheldon or Sue Center. <laughs> well, we're looking at Spencer now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Spencer, uh, uh, the old shout-out to Derek Wolfman, the Wolfman. He, uh, he just sent me a picture. He's, like, diving into a deep childhood love of mine, and he bought uh, two boxes of Game of Armored Combat. I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> you have no so, idea. We might have to venture over there for some fun times. Well, apparently the game store there moved into a space that is like four times Ginormous. the size. Yeah, so I'm super excited. We do need to get over there. But we knew we need to get up to Minneapolis is what we need to do. That's what we should do. We need to go everywhere. We need to go everywhere because we're worldwide. <laughs> and we're looking we're looking into some of that. But we're not leaving ideas. the Midwest, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not until we're allowed to, kind of. After conquering the world, they took over Northwest Iowa. <laughs> um, whoop, whoop. Spencer's three hours for me. That's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not. And it's not very far from my mom's place, so. <gasps> we could go visit your mom. Oh, she would love that. You're right. Mom. She would love she that. Need, she need a. Uh, she need anything? We need to bring some food. I cook a casserole. Oh, she would cook for us. She loves to cook. Same thing. <laughs> bring some. Bring some beer and coffee or something. The next Look at wolf the figure. Of next course. Wolfnet challenge. We'll go to visit your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and Ida. Mom Ida. Oh my boys! Uh, oh, did we cover everything? I think we covered everything. I, no, again, tons I'm just of stuff. Just so excited that 350 is going to get released. So excited! All right, <laughs> this history brief with Charles Gideon brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs, the largest military operation in human history, and it didn't even have a target. Hello Wolfnet and welcome to another installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon, let's get to it. Today we go to New Samarkand, in the Draconis Combine, on the 5th of November. The year is 2784, and the largest military armada ever assembled in one place is mobilizing. They were brought here by a desperate hope and unwavering loyalty to one man. That man, of course, was Alexander Kerensky. And if someone is going to put their fate and the lives of their loved ones into someone else's hands, Kerensky would be a reasonable choice. Maybe it was force of habit, as many assembled here had been placing their destiny in his care for years, or sometimes decades. Regardless of each individual's reasoning, amassed at this one planet was 80% of the Star League Defense Force, a military which dwarfed anything any of the House Lords could assemble. As we know, there is more to a military than sheer numbers, and in every category this army outmatched every other in the inner sphere. Many of these troops had a decade or more of experience fighting in the most brutal and constant warfare of their era, 
They had learned to survive against all odds and crush opposition as a matter of routine. Their technology was on a level that regular house units pined for, and a logistics corps that time and again found the materiel needed as though from thin air. In short, they had every advantage against anyone who might resist them. So what were they doing at New Samarkand? Were they planning to reap vengeance upon House Karita for their opportunism during the Civil War and the Hegemony? Or perhaps beginning a campaign to secure the Star League through force? The rich and powerful of the Inner Sphere sat and watched with bated breath, because there was little else they could do against such an accumulation of military might. I keep speaking of the size of the SLDF armed forces mustered here. Let me give you some numbers for a basis of just how truly awesome the arrayed forces were. Kerensky controlled 1,349 jump ships and a staggering 402 warships. In comparison, the SLDF used only 952 ships in total to retake the Sol System, the most heavily defended star system in the galaxy. Attached to the docking collars of these 1,750 jump-capable ships were over 5,000 dropships. The dropships cradled inside their armored hulls 2 million military staff, making up 288 battle mech regiments and 747 regiments of infantry and armor. This was a force over three times the size of the one that fought on Terra. For those of you more familiar with clan invasion numbers, this SLDF contingent could have fought Comstar and the clans on Tukiad, and still enjoyed a 5 to 1 advantage in numbers. But the fleet wasn't looking for war. They were leaving. So in addition to the military crews, they were also taking 4 million civilians and whatever equipment could be crammed into every cubic meter of the ships. While it is a point of contention among historians, it is my belief that General de Chevalier, Kerensky's long-time right hand, had originally come up with the idea for Operation Exodus. I believe this because Nicholas Kerensky would later say so. While I'm usually hesitant to believe anything Nicholas wrote, when he is giving someone outside his family credit for something, I'm more likely to believe it. Initially, de Chevalier offered to lead the SLDF to war with the goal of making Kerensky First Lord an offer Kerensky flatly dismissed. Without this option, de Chevalier went with the I'm taking my ball and going home approach. Problem was, the House Lords had effectively dissolved the SLDF's home a couple years previously. So an unknown place in the deep periphery would have to become their new home. Finally, one point of interest, the so-called Hidden Hope Doctrine which would become a core tenet of clan culture is often said to originate with Kerensky's General Order 137 and was solidified in his now famous Voice of Kerensky message. I would contend that Kerensky's dream that the SLDF would return was clearly stated at the time of their departure from the Inner Sphere. The last message sent from Kerensky's flagship, McKenna's Pride, to the surface of New Samarkand, concluded with the words, Though we depart, our hope is that one day we might return. And return they did, but that will be another history brief. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Welcome back, listeners. Wolfnet Radio. We had some lovely history with Charles Gideon, one of our own. And. I hate that. I hate that. That's guy. brought to you by Aries <laughs> Games and Miniatures. Now, 
I'm still hearing through the grapevine that there are multiple requests for your own podcast to start up and get in. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, mm, oh, snap. No. Oh, snap. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> well, gonna... I don't know. No, there, there, there's uh, the, the amount of uh, time it takes. Gideon is... V. Tex. I can oh, see God. it. Oh, <laughs> so does it take quite a bit of process time to get that lined up and stacked and edited and finessed? It, it, it probably wouldn't if I wasn't so anal about <laughs> making sure I have everything right. Like, I mean, going back to probably the most time I, I invested into one was Tire Miraborgs. Um, mm-hmm. Special. I reread the entire book she was in to make sure I had all of the info, you know? So, I mean, it, it, and, and it's part of, it's part of the great greatness of Battletech and also part of the difficulty is stuff is spread out over multiple books. I had, uh, I want to say five different PDFs open for this one, going back and forth, making sure everything lined up, making because it's not just necessarily the specific topic. It's if I want to compare it to something else, I have to go make sure that I know everything about that other thing too. So it all makes sense. I'm not, because when I watch, um, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but any other, uh, lore story tellers on YouTube or anything like that. And if they get something wrong, it drives me nuts because (laughs) (laughs) just because people don't know. And if you tell them wrong and Hey, this guy who, you know, guy or group or whoever it is that has all these, uh, other people listening he he must know what's going on and it, oh it just drives me bonkers so yeah it, it's a lot of time just to make sure i get the details right and i think generally i do um i probably get some personal bias in there sometimes i try to be objective but hey at least Ooh, somebody's that's... doing something right on this podcast so how many <laughs> how many how many takes how many takes has it taken how many takes have you had oh well um it takes me from because yeah most of it is research and script writing it takes me maybe an hour to record it because every time i screw up i have to go back to the beginning of the sentence and start over um and then edit out all of the breathing all of the uh big pauses yeah try to try to get the flow right so yeah that alone is about an hour hour and a half sometimes I edit this right whole on. podcast in 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I'm just not as talented as you, Coach. <laughs> I'd like to was... say that every, anything that deals with Lord that's said out of my mouth, you might want to take with a grain of salt. Oh, man. <laughs> a giant grain of salt. Hey, Andrew's back. Yeah, on video. So sexy. Andrew, Andrew had his own version of Grey Monday there for a little second. He was attacked by unknown forces. The HPG turret had a bad gear in it. (laughs) Oh, well. All right. He's moving along back to we were going to discuss the process of the 350 and what we've learned from doing all that shenanigans. We're going to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're (laughs) well, this this latest debacle (laughs) of line of sight with water was epic 
So, <laughs> so maybe just to give you guys a little background on how intense we went at this 350. Uh, one, it took three years to do. Um, three, Probably I Probably about 30, 40 games worth. I would, yeah, at least 30, 40 games play tested. What happened to two? Oh, yeah, two was two is the simple fact that I think we probably had a week long discussion on every single rule in the Alpha Striker Commander's edition, including bases, including some rules that aren't even in there. <laughs> Fucking bases. <laughs> those the rule the rules that aren't in the Commander's edition, those took the longest. And, and you're meant uh, to not be in there anymore because they got it, booted the hell out. It, it got heated a couple times, but cooler heads prevailed. And uh, did like, they? So when and we said we, well. we said we're we said we're sorry, <laughs> and we said I'm sorry, and we said hey, let's. let's roll so some when dice, we can tell not... you that, uh, like this this rule set we're going to put out has gone through the ringer. It really has, and. Every rule, although it may not make sense to some people, believe me, it has been discussed a lot longer than the five minutes <laughs> anyone else is going to give to it. So, um, yeah, if we want to kick off with the water line of sight rule right off the bat, I think that would good. It would give a good glimpse of what our discussions were internally. <laughs> um, so I'll kind of give the. I'll set the table, I guess. So in 350, it's true line of sight. What you see on the board is what you see on the field. Um, it's not It's not every mech is two levels high. All trees are two levels high. All water is depth one, which is one level low. We're not dealing in levels. We're dealing in inches and what you can see. And water was a difficult one because... We can't create a map that has a negative space in it. I mean, we could, but to make that feasible for a mass tournament would just be dumb. Yeah, we're not bringing large so, large maps like that. <laughs> to set up the question was, how do we determine line of sight for a mech or a unit that is in water? And... A multitude of ideas came out of this one. <laughs> um, because it's a true line of sight, we could have went with the easy, the practical line of sight rule in the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, which is just, it dumbs everything down to a mech is two levels high, uh, this is two levels low, or whatever. But while that would have been the easiest solution, it wouldn't have been as fun on the battlefield, I guess. Right, because um, you have uh, the wide cauldron board miniature. Right, and, you have and like Gideon, light max. Gideon had a great point uh, when it came up, which was uh, put him on the spot. vertical vertical partial cover. Yeah. So, and and like Matt brought it up, the cauldron board. <laughs> you put the cauldron board on the map. It's only one level high. It's a very very but it's short map. Super wide. It's very wide and short. So to, to to call that a two-level high mech just didn't seem right. Or, you know, stingers or wasps or locusts, stuff like that. Um, 
on the battlefield in a true line of sight game, they have a benefit for being small, skinny, um, and able to hide better. Well, in a template, in a practical line of sight game, that's just not, you're not going to get that. So we went back and forth on that subject alone. <laughs> well, the, we... the whole thing the whole thing started off when I played with Marv here at the house. And we got into the discussion of true line of sight and the unfortunateness of Alpha Strike is always being compared to Classic, right? Because mm-hmm. in Classic, you can't do negative spaces either, but everything's levels. So... When you're standing on a level one water, you know you're one level down. Well, if you're playing true line of sight, by definition, that doesn't work the same way. So it became not necessarily a source of contention, but it was a a real question of how are we going to deal with this? Um, In a way that doesn't cause arguments at the table. So that's that's kind of how the whole thing started, and then then we start started having a, a pretty good discussion on the Discord channel, the 350 playtest or 350, whatever it was, and then their questions were, well, can we get pictures with negative space? So I dug out all of my hills and built up this space of having negative space. I took measurements so that I could measure things back and forth so that I could get, and I had to build it up tall enough so I could get a camera low enough to get a picture from over the top of the head from the water going up and out to see what that would look like as well. Your your subconscious was coming through big time on that one too. We talked, we, we we took a lot of pictures. We went back and forth a lot. You know, then the question came up, well, do we just switch to levels? And that's where Charles came in saying, well, if you take the execu- the new executioner and you put it to the mech template, it's bigger, it's, it's bigger than the mech template. Same as the stinger. The stinger doesn't even come close to filling that template. So, <laughs> Actually, the, the one that changed my mind was Charles held up a night sky, I think it was. And the night oh, sky was yeah. bigger than the template. And the night too. sky was taller than the two level template. I'm like, that's a medium mech. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so you, so, really, you really have this deviation in scaling. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, I asked you. If you I asked Dale Edich about scale in BattleTech, and he's like, well, there's this thing called scale. So it, BattleTech's all over the board, um, but. That it was it was one of those things where we we saw that there was uh, a lack of a defined way of determining that where we wouldn't have discussion every time it came up. So based on the pictures that we took, trying to diagram out what we saw, and then take the same measurements of, of where they were on the table and illustrate the same setup, only flat surface. Um, the base played a big part of it. Uh, so we, <laughs> the, the, base being, the base being another discussion as well, but. And we went the, through, we went through everything from a one inch template to, uh, <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, putting a template mech, over the top of the mech. Covering the mech yeah, with a one-inch box or, um, man, we went through so many things. Um, and, and then having conversations where partial cover and line of sight were getting intermixed and then we couldn't tell which one we were talking about. And it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of work that went into this one rule. And, um, yep. so yeah, there's, go ahead, there's, Andrew. There's still the, a, with the base, there still but, is I mean, no clear cut answer. Yeah. And no, we just got to do I the think, best that we can. And yeah. I think we came up with the best, the best of the worlds that we have in front of us. And again, this goes to our, our discord channel and the people that we have there. We had a lot of really good ideas going back and forth. We had a lot of good discussion and we kind of, we came to the, came to the conclusion that the base itself will play plays an important part of being able to determine can i see 50 percent of that mech above the water so i don't i don't have it pulled up exactly yeah, aaron do you have the rule exactly as as we wrote it so uh, we can yeah give me a second um and and again going back to <laughs> this is like a very edge case right so <laughs> it all came down to like, well, how often is this rule going to be used? And at the same time, it's like, well, it's probably going to be used quite a bit, but yeah. And it, and it's most all the time going to have a judge being called over. Like probably most of the time a judge would be called over, but we wanted to give the tools to the judge to make this line as well. So I know this is, um, sorry about that. I know this is like talking without visuals we're just giving you but <clears throat> so the rules basically because game boards cannot reflect units that are in water terrain features players should use the rules outlined below and, and one is if you can see the closest point to the target's hex base so between an attacker and a, and a target if you can see the the closest piece of their base you can see 50 percent of that target that's standing in water and we we kind of we did a lot of pictures pictures and, and diagram down yeah. and it did you know no matter where you moved the water in con, in conjunction with the mech behind the hill or whatever you you if you could see their base there was a clear you know you're you're visually looking at them down a level you can see 50% of that mech so therefore you have line of sight the biggest thing was line of sight um, the mech already has partial cover because it's in water, but we were trying to determine if they could even see it at all. Because if you have a piece of water that's close to a hill and the mech is standing behind that hill that wants to shoot at the, at the mech in the water, well, visually that mech is down a level. Well, and like I said, if you could see its base, where if, it, if the water's closer to the hill and the mech is in the, in the edge of the water, you can't see that base at all. Sometimes you can't even see... You know, sometimes you can only see half the, the, the mech. Well, we just broad-based it, said if you can see the base, you can see half the mech sticking up above the water. It's And it and it ties into, like, what Charles was going for was height of mech, right? So the height of the mech still plays in on that visual visualization. So a smaller mech is, is going to be... Um, no, well, that's not the case. It's 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 that using the base extrapolates the height of the mech, 
Right. It was the best of both worlds because yes. the base is the same for everything. It doesn't matter how tall the mech is. But we could not come up with a good standard way of determining if I'm piloting a Stinger versus piloting the new Executioner, how do I determine if I can see that? And the best thing that we could come up with based on the pictures and, and based on conversation was just basing it on, can I see the frontmost portion of the base? Mm-hmm. I need to see the face, the front face of the base to be able to see 50% of the back. Right. So and... it, it was the best of both worlds. <laughs> and then we're like, yay, we got it. <laughs> and then some asshole brought up, Vertical partial cover. (laughs) I'm trying to use my rule lawyering for the powers of good. (laughs) And the more the more we do that preliminary, the more we can hash out it before it becomes a problem at the event. Yeah. Yeah. And and, And that's the whole point. Yep. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is if you're thinking about coming up with some sort of rule set, I mean, th- there's a reason people get paid to do that as a job. Oh, man. Because it, it's a lot of work. And the further we got into the nuts and bolts of it, the more complicated and hard it got. And, I mean, I, I, you know, in front of all of our listeners and God and everybody, man, I, 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 I was probably the biggest jerk because every opportunity it was like, but is this a different way of saying it? Is this a better way of saying it? Be, 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 and and that's the amount of, and that's where a lot of the frustration came in is all of us would be on the same board saying, yeah, this makes sense. But then how do we put that into a very straightforward Words. wording that people aren't going to game or try to work their way around? So that so then it got, yeah. I mean, be, I mean, and then any of you that play, uh, you know, like granted, Battletech stuff, but other game systems, the difference between the word or or and is huge. Oh so then we're going through and just making sure, like, <laughs> oh now is that and it? must. Yeah. Right. That's, is that's is two, good, two and two. Don't get right. me on and and or. <laughs> right. But, it, but is, that, is that the exact way that we want it to sound? And we, yeah. It, oh, man. So I, I appreciate all of these guys for not driving to Colorado to strangle me <laughs> yeah. in my sleep. Because... It was a couple times. Yeah, oh yeah. We have oh, yeah. a better rule set because of it, though. Well, so, and, and most of it was doing because what you did. We were so close. Like in my mind, we're like, "Oh, it's almost done. It's almost done." And then they're like, "Well, what about this <laughs> rule?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's the thing. If you're gonna anybody out there wants to like try to do something like this, or or if you're gonna try to like pick it apart, it, you got to go through those steps of, "I'm gonna be devil's advocate because I agree with you." But I need to make sure that that is the absolute best thing, you yeah. know. So, so then it, it yeah it turns into debates over things where we'd we'd be like, but we all agree, yeah, we all agree. But is this the right thing to say? It? You know, is this the right, best way to say it? And yeah, then going round and round, ooh. The whole thing we're going off of is is we we tried to stay as close to the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition as we could in everything. Everything we did in this rule set, we tried to stay as close to the rules that were written in the book as we could. And it got to the point where line of sight was like, and line of sight in the book is just worded very <laughs> weird. It's, 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 yeah, there's a lot of room there for some downhill discussions to go for. And we've had those discussions. 
And um, so it got to be like, well, one third of the mech. If you can only see one third of the mech, you can't see the mech. Well, then we're we're going with water. Okay, I can see 50% because I can see the base. And then like, well, what if there's a hill or a building that's or trees. also... Or trees that's also blocking the mech that's in the water. And this is where we came up with the... If there's two or more instances of partial cover, the target's considered to have no line of sight. So to explain that, it's if you have a mech in water, but along that line of sight, it would have gotten partial cover from, say, a building. Well, it gets partial cover from the water, so you're seeing 50% of the build of the mech, and then you're only seeing 50% of the mech because of the partial cover of the building. Well, you kind of narrow that down, and you're you're only seeing a, maybe a less than a third of the mech. So there's no line. Seeing a quarter at that yeah, point. Yeah, you're seeing a quarter. So to put that in words and to make it understandable to everyone, it was daunting. It was just daunting. Well, and, and it's and still it was, gonna. It's we, there's still questions about it, right? I mean, it, this explanation right here. I mean, you've we've been talking about it for five minutes. That explains five sentences. Yeah. You did the best. We did the best we possibly could, but yep. the nuances that go into interpreting how did we come up with that—that's—that's um, that's where the butter is, yeah. right? And it's—I um, yeah. mean, it, it was. Get down, I think what we came up, what what I really love about this whole thing is it was the perfect blend of both Charles's argument and essentially Andrew's argument. I mean, it, it was the perfect blending of both of them. Where, can I see the guy in water? Yes. But, does partial cover come into play? Yes, if there's another. So, it, I think what we came up with was, I mean, there may be somebody else out there that can do it better, but I think what we have is pretty solid. That it, If a judge reads that and then applies that to the table, they should have a very clear understanding of what what line of sight that mech has to that. And that's going to be the ultimate end situation is the judge is going to walk up man, and they're going to ask, ask a question and you're going to give a ruling and that's <laughs> going to be the end of it. Judges are going to... If I have to say anything on this episode, please thank your judge. After every tournament, after every game, whatever you can do, thank your judge because that guy is going to be hated... At least once or twice a day. <laughs> and the also, field marshal. But, but you have to remember, the, the pri- I mean, I get that you're there to win. But be respectful. and ha- I mean, the whole reason people are there is to have fun. Yeah. And I, I, I continually remind myself that there are some people who find fun in causing difficulties for others. Me. But you need <laughs> to you need to look at the greater good and understand what's trying to be trans- the greater what, good. What's what's trying to be done here and piss off ends up being a, a valid point or you're just done. You're not the type of player that that's going to fit into the tournament today. Pack your shit up and go. <laughs> this isn't for you. Those are going to be valid <laughs> Valid conversations. I'm going to let you guys know, suck. judges have a lot of power in this tournament, so don't piss off your judge. 
we we put a code of conduct at the end of this rule set <clears throat> for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> for a reason. Like, but you will <laughs> adhere to it. To, to describe what it's like doing this 350 rule set, what we just went over with the water line of sight, that happened like 30 or 40 week. times. <laughs> Man. And if we're gonna have someone as a as a player as someone come up and say, "Well, I disagree with what you say," I'm like, "Well, that's Jim Dandy. There's the door. You can either abide by it or you can move on your way." Yeah. So if anyone wants to say that we just threw these things together, uh, uh, I got pish posh. I, I think we talked about bases for the first. <laughs> we month. talked about bases <laughs> for a month. Bases. <laughs> <Close these laughs> fucking I, bases. I, I think I we still, went through. I still wake up at night with bases. Thinking bases. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the amount I, of time. Oh. I think I went through breathing practices to to try and come down from some of those. God, Are you serious? Who was who was the cat? Who was the cat who posted? I think he and, and he was valid. It was it was all part of the process. It was all all part of the discussion. <laughs> we need an inch and a quarter base. I think he posted 23 pictures of different inch and a quarter bases. And you he said, to, which one? And I'm like, to, you need to go back and check who that was. You. Cause I, I, I was the responder. <laughs> I was not the person who posted. You should oh, no, go no, no, back no. and that, check. That wasn't directed it, at you it was, at all. I, I know. I know. Oh, I, I know. From. I was involved directly with that because it was just like, <laughs> sometimes there's just like an ultimatum of like, which one? Like, well, we're going to go with <laughs> this sometimes <laughs> sometimes the 350 rule making uh frustration spilled out of the facebook page <laughs> i i had to pause i had to take pause and collect myself and not do something rash aaron had to call me <laughs> twice okay aaron called me and talked me off the ledge twice. i literally had to talk him off the ledge a couple of times the fact but, that but we're all again, still standing here again, talking and laughing is like and again, but it, I mean, awesome. it's it's the passion of the game, and it's and it's wanting to do right by the players, so that when you show up to do play this, that all of this minutia bullshit is taken care of, so you can focus on yes, rolling Roll dice, dice and having fun. That's that's the point. That's the all we're trying to get to is. Roll your dice and have fun. You only get 80 minutes. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> I, not a lot of room for arguments. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to you know be that guy and be like, the answer is no. Continue rolling your dice. <laughs> or the answer is yes. Continue on. Like I said, judges Main, should, should be fair. And maintain unbiased. your course and speed. But, adjust fire. Well, I mean, Carry on. That, I mean, and we've we had great questions too about fucking Mario. Just the other day, he's like, "Well, can I shoot my own units to deprive <laughs> oh, the points to my opponent?" And I'm like, God, "You jack wagon, leave it to fucking really? Mario." Yep. So no, that, that, that was the second time. To, there were other same questions. In. It's a valid same, fucking another, question, though. It is. Had another guy ask, "Can I destroy my own bunkers?" Because it does, because it Why? doesn't say it. Like, it doesn't right, say that you right, couldn't. So we right had to write are. that in. <laughs> right, so you are. We'll be back just, with that. There are great ways of finding tactical solutions right. to what we had never considered, because we were seeing it through our our colored glasses of here's the end goal. But when you and started introducing yeah. it to others, and they started going, well, "Fresh I eyes, do this I got fresh walleye eyes." Yeah, well, like so. 
Thank you for scraping the bottom uh-huh. of the barrel. We'll come back. Boy, that answer. was really bottom, Mario. <laughs> yeah, that was guys. pretty bottom. Well, that, he lives down there. <laughs> he does. Whoa. He does. <laughs> he, is, he is just a fucking infantry guy. He is a mudslinger. So. Mudslinger. Um, one of our other big, long, drawn-out conversations was it had to do with uh, modifying uh, mechs and the true line of sight. Oh, God. <laughs> you know... If you have a jumping atlas, mm. what do you do with that? And <laughs> break out a template, or Hello, or, or and not to bring up Mario nope. again, but he was super excited to mod his uh, Blackhawk Blackhawk to be like the original, where the legs pigeon toed out the back and the and it dropped. He dropped <laughs> the profile of his Blackhawk at least a quarter of an inch. At least from right the original model, and we're like, how do we deal with this? Because people, our our number one goal in the 350 was, I want amazing looking miniatures, and I want great looking terrain. I want to make BattleTech pop in a tournament setting, to where if anyone walks by in a convention at Gen Con going, whoa, what are these guys playing? To make them stop. Watch for five minutes, turn around, go back to the event hall, and pick up a clan invasion or a game of armor combat. That that's the whole goal of this whole thing. Amen. <laughs> but <laughs> so the conversation was, how do we handle modified miniatures? And you know, usually at the at Gen Con they would. Uh look at you and be like, oh man, that guy's drinking that early in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean early? Well, I'm just talking about uh, like, a, like a X, X-Wing uh, Does anybody oh, yeah, trap and drink. Uh, take take your watch off. Any, Don't worry about it. Anybody got <laughs> anybody told the, anyone else that the guy with the judge vest on smells like booze? <laughs> <laughs> Makes my line of sight a little bit easier. This is two of them. <laughs> you got line of sight on the left one, but not the right one. Yeah, if I close this eye, yes, the right eye, no. <laughs> um, but so, how are we supposed to? <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, get back. How are we supposed to handle modifying? Because uh, we want people to like go balls out on their miniatures, make them look great. You know, pointing case. So we had three, three. Situations: One, Mario modifying his Blackhawk. Two, a jumping Atlas. And three, um, my beautiful Nightwolf that Kevin Dub <laughs> painted for me, which is basically leaping off of a you know a giant a train half piece. inch rock. It's it, there's a there's a quarter to a three eighths inch rock underneath one of its foot. It raises the profile of that mech three oh, eighths yeah. of an inch. It's awesome. And we went. I mean, that was a whole week long discussion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long one because yeah, because yeah. we because the, the I think we had it. We had it. We we were comfortable with it, and then I said, "Well, I'm just going to mod all of my mechs to be prone." You son of yeah, a bitch. fucking Andrew and his <laughs> prone goddamn mechs. I'm going to give myself an advantage all day long. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mod all my mechs to be laying down. <laughs> I'm going to take all tiny light max that are tiny little silhouettes. And at the, at one point you go, <laughs> well, that hurts you just as much. And then you sit there and go, well, I can hide behind a level one hill. No one on this half of the battlefield can see me. 
and I can shoot full range motion to everyone. Yep. Indirect fire. And it was just like, God damn it. So we basically just said, fuck it. True line of sight. Because that well, was... If you're gonna mod, well, how did you, you... You came up with some terminology for it. If you're, if you're going to mod your mech, it needs to be upright. Right? Uh, it needs to be using its original legs, and it needs to be upright or something like that. Yeah, where is that? And, and I'm to, sure somebody will find a way to get around it uh, as well. Yep, and that was met was last night. That, that was met was last it? night because I saw yeah. a... That was met last night because I saw a hero grasshopper doing the Iron Man um, landing where it's... They're mm-hmm. basically oh. almost prone. Three-point three yeah. landing. Yep, three-point three landing, Iron Man prone grasshopper. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Like, I hope I uh, send me that see picture because I want to see that. That'd be sweet. It's in Discord under last night's. I'll send it to you. So, basically, the rule was that your mech needs to be in an actionable pose in order to. Uh, where's the rule? Oh, it's in it's in miniatures, Andrew. Thank you. Disc- Discord in miniatures under uh, I think Gold's Gold's Grasshopper. Anyway, I can't find well, this right now. Yeah, and and that's where the like I I mentioned the nuts and bolts. It's those little things where the group of us we all we all know we're going to show up with our standard. You know, like maybe maybe it's based, maybe it's a little different. But if we do that, we're going to be good sports about it. So it's that having to put ourselves in the mindset of somebody who doesn't want to be a good sport and making sure that they can't be a bad sport. And show that's up at these things. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. I have a hard time with that. There Absolutely. we got it in. Uh, well, there we got it in Clan Net. <laughs> Andrew, you had all your BA on pennies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. BA, yeah. BA was a huge thing too. Bases and pennies. So yeah. even yeah. even even Andrew had to go through some troubling times. but that's but that's when i found those clear bases yep i I found those clear bases and that was the that's the ticket man that's all my vehicles are going on it yeah they look fabulous for hover tanks too look really good for hover tanks. my turrets are on those oh yeah And, and that's the the constant battle is the balance of is that like are we making this simple enough are we are we losing anything by simplifying? Does the ends justify the means? Exactly, and yeah. it's just, it's, and that's yeah, where the debate rages. And yeah, just just know when you read these that we went through a lot of headaches, so you don't have to. So, and it comes down to what was it? Eighty minutes. <laughs> eighty minutes. Yeah, like you, you better, apart. you better be hauling ass to get that game done. <laughs> don't be a dick. Rule number one. Oh, and have fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, and always yell out something fun because every other demo agent or every other person in the surrounding area loves to hear some hooting and hollering. What are you talking about? I'm thinking every five minutes somebody's going to be Kage! Kage! (laughs) Or Unity or one of the other crazy things that we got. Unity! (laughs) <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think just to put a bow on this, I think we've suffered our listeners enough to what we've gone through for the last three years. We've we didn't slouch through this. It it is no. It is it is. There's a lot of blood shed and tears in this thing, and a lot uh, of dead Max too. I think <laughs> we're I think we're very very proud of what we what we've accomplished. Um, yeah, I'm, the fact I'm, that we've made it, the fact that we made it through all of this, and we still consider each other sort of friends, yeah. I think also <laughs> well, uh, a, a major a major milestone as well. That's where you, <laughs> where you have several several arguments over the messenger, but yet someone comes to town and you just still give them like a big hug or a you know knock on the knuckles, like hey, how you doing? Like good, it's ready to roll some dice. All right, you get some alcohol flowing, we'll it's, be fine. <laughs> It's been a labor of love, I can tell you that. And snubby to the face. Oh, we just hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. But you know what? If it's just the five of us playing three fifty, I'll be fine with that too. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll go to the golf course. I, I really, really love what we came up with. I've had more fun playing this game set than I've probably had in my entirety of BattleTech. I've had more challenge. I've had more fun. I've been challenged. I've had more fun. I've I've had never bought more miniatures. I've never (laughs) bought more. Yeah, yeah. That old story. What was that? Two years ago or three years ago? Well, it. I I swear we put a boost in Iron Winds for all the BA and all the vehicles that probably have never been considered until now oh man the amount of battle armor that i have here at the house now combined arms like we've never had a bigger better reason to dig in troops on a 3d terrain piece what i would really love to have is if we can get a hold of someone at ironwinds i want to see once the rules are out if they can if they have a metric that like what kind of hover tank is selling like way above where it should be <laughs> you know kind of kind of have iron winds be the meta flow kind of a thing <laughs> well before the 350 we had this level but now that the 350 is established we've skyrocketed <laughs> turns out the maximum hovercraft is pretty good <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah no i'm uh like vtols all of a sudden go through the roof <laughs> yeah super awesome Pro tip, yeah. Balak VTOLs are very fun and a good time. They're expensive. They're expensive, but they're worth it. If you, you play find it. Find right out now. on their own. Find, find out, out on their own. own. I can give a gem every once in a while. That's not really a gem. Well, There's see, <clears throat> so that's that's the other thing, too, <laughs> that with this. is Is how do people put their lists together? And and that's that goes to your conversation of meta, because... I see a lot of people in Battletech who faction based. Are, you can answer that. Very faction. Very faction. Oh shit! I got a work call. Stand by. Anyways, so the way people build their 350 list can derive from several different things: either a faction, or the gems they find, or even the point values, like if you say, I have 200 points per scenario. Let's start there. What can I put into a 200 point list? And then start with a few gems and carry off off that. You know, yeah, I, going going through, go ahead. 
Go, going off of that, I'm I'm curious because I know Acer uh, uh, came up with a list where everything was either 25 or 50 points. Right. So I'm I'm really curious if, if he's had a chance to really do some playtesting on that because that that's I I mean I have this uh, algorithm uh, website <laughs> that I found that you you can plug in different values and it'll give you every combination of those values that fall within a certain range so you can put in your entire 350 what? and it'll tell you everything between 195 and 200. Let's and say. that's awesome. I need that. Yeah. Coin change. Is that coin change? I've, I've done that with. Um... Oh, I got to find it back. I mean, just a calculator of like, I got 200 points. What can I get for my maximum mech values? Like, I don't want to go anything over like 40 points. Like, and then you got vehicles and you got BA. It was like, you categorize everything so you can make it just like an Omni mech where it's a universal metric that you can take out and plug in, plug and play. What I love about this whole thing is when you find a gem in our group, it's almost like giving out your like debit card number. You're like, nah, I don't want to give it to you. <laughs> like, nah, it's mine. <laughs> I've gotten something coming up in the future that you're going to see, but I'm not going to tell you right now until all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, did you guys just put in an order? Because I just got it by mistake. Oh, you guys had a lot of great stuff. Why did you buy all of these miniatures? I'm like, you son of a bitch. You stole it. Oh, no. Um, Shut your mouth. What's What's really going to be funny to me is like, say, after a year from now or whatever, Everyone's extensive knowledge of the MUL. Yes, <laughs> because like, like down to the to the heavy infantry kind of a guy. Like, oh no, you got to take the the flamer heavy infantry of the Draconis Combine, or no, you got to take the the Lyran Commonwealth uh, Scout troops or something like. That. No, just Sahama all the way. It's Sahama all the way. It's it's. Because I, I think we've poured through the MUL a lot, and there's still things that I find every once in a while. But I, I think one of my favorite things to do is just, like, throw on some good music, pull up two tabs of the, of the master unit list, and just tinker. Yeah, totally. And, man, an hour and a half, two hours can go by really fast. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like tinkering. Oh yeah, <laughs> the master tinker. Tom, Tommy's got like four inch binders full of like just three fifties, eight Ks, all this stuff. Oh god, the eight K. That's a whole other animal but, too. That um, is another. Like I said, it is. It's 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 gonna become like table talk around all of BattleTech if this thing takes off like we think it is. Like. Oh man, I don't know. And and just like so in X-wing, there's there's list tinkering, and you kind of throw lists off other people, and you bounce ideas off, and and this person will give you an idea, and this, and that's gonna be a lot of fun to see that happening. Just kind of like, well, you know, maybe maybe that uh, Savannah Master with that tag unit you got on there, you can maybe uh, bump that up to like a sprint helicopter. And you can get a little more use out of it. And then the guy's going to be like, well, no, I, I kind of use it to take over one one point in domination. And you're like, yeah, but and it's going to be fun, conductive conversations instead of arguing over which era is best or which which model of the Warhammer is dominant. It's going to be more of, I think, 
this could help you out in this scenario and this scenario or this and that. I'm really looking forward to a lot of players talking about that. So utilitarian. Yep. And it's and it's also fun to see with like people who are old school who still have their collection of yeah. miniatures what they can plug and play to see what'll work. And because hey. you don't you don't have to buy everything you don't have to no you can use what you have you can use the box sets we've we've andrew and the people have gone through lists to to make that helpful to people and give them opportunities of preset stuff that helps them get a start of what they want to do for all those grognards out there dude 30 25 lists are valid like they're cheap and you can they're solid yeah they're solid they got armor and structure. And they no got extra armor lights. and structure. They do enough damage, and they're cheap, and you can put a lot of them in your list. That's that's one of Up the beauties about the PV value system is that I think they got it right. Not all of it, but I think they got most of it right, where everything's valued correctly, and in the in the list strictures in the list restrictions that we're giving you for scenarios. Um, for each scenario, you're only allowed to use 200 points of, of point values. And if you're going to go cheap and you're going to use 3025 tech, you can get you can get a lot of mechs in that unit. Unfortunately, you, just... you can only have one Charger 1A1. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's a beast. Boss. It's a beast. Boss. It'll take that thing you and down. The hill every day. It'll chase you down, <laughs> destroy you. <laughs> And you just got to make sure that your MUL is up to date. Because if they do some updates, things change. And we'll be looking for that, too, when we have lists submitted for events. I don't think it's been updated in the last year and a half. So I think we're okay. Well, What's it, that? We, we had that. We had the that MUL, they're, they're adding. They've been they, adding. We had um, that a year ago when everything had those big, big change updates. That's true. The big change, yeah. That big so, change update was for the fast, uh, uh, fast, speedy fuckers. They mm-hmm. they got they got upped in point value quite a bit. Too. They got the nerf hammer. Nerf hammer. There you go. Speaking of the additions, though, I am looking forward to Rec Guide Five getting put in so I can see what that linebacker eye has. Because that that thing's that thing's a piranha with heavy armor. So <laughs> that that thing's yeah. going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Linebacker. Oh, speaking of that, um, another thing that has come up on the on our Discord channel and our Facebook page is like, well, because we don't allow experimental tech in the 350. You just can't use yep. experimental tech. Well, there has been the discussions of like, well, it was experimental in 3055, but now it's commonplace, sort of a thing. And there, we have. In the 350 tournament setting, we have to have a baseline to go off of, and we can't pick and choose units. Like yep. we can't do this. So we're at the we're at, we're at the mercy of the MUL because this would fall apart if we didn't have that. Um. So to answer that question, until the MUL gets updated and some of that stuff gets moved from experimental to advanced. You just can't use it. I'm sorry. Uh, there's nothing we can do about that. Sorry, Tommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand. 
I could put. I wouldn't want to have the Turkina U in there. Either. <laughs> no, but, but 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 that was Turkey one of those no. areas. That was one of those areas where we had to say, okay, is the simplicity of the rule worth what it's going to exclude? Mm-hmm. Because the the big thing is a lot of the like the clan buster and the like the uh, mixed tech that was experimental in thirty fifty five. It's still experimental, and it was yeah. Mixed tech is normal in Dark Age, but we once we cross that line into well, we're going to let these three units in because they should be. In then the our flood opinion, happens. Yeah, I mean, where do you draw that line? That's it's, a it, that's a tournament organizer's nightmare. Yeah, absolute nightmare. So we're just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, along those lines, uh, in the rule set, there is going to be a page listed banned units. There we don't are have no, any right now. There are no banned units right now, but they um, got close. If it if 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 it does get to the point where we are running into a one list meta, or every list has to have this unit in it, um, we will probably make the executive decision to just ban that because we don't we don't want every list to have to have a unit in it that's that goes against everything we we have in the game goes against everything battletech is um so just be on the horizon like if you find something that's just super broken that's fine but just be on the on the uh, just i don't want to i don't want to panic anyone there is going to be there could be a banned unit or two. I and, don't. Uh, I, personally, I don't see it though. I mean, I don't think there, with there's the game the way it is. There's a counter to everything. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But I'm just saying we wanted to hedge our bets and just let everyone know that there is a possibility that we could ban a unit. It is out there. I don't think it'll happen. And we would put it. We'd put it to the. We would put it to the channel to have a conversation about it and see if that if that is something that we need to do. Right, and to give an indication, and again, we would have to have records of like 10 tournaments and the top four lists all have this unit all the time. And that's probably when we would take a look at that unit and go, yep, there is no counter to that unit, especially how it's being used. And everybody probably by then would know how it's used. And so we'll just ban it. Give it the hammer. The sickle. <clears throat> Just re- so I mean, remember, right? That what we're what, what we're attempting to do is put out a core rule set. These are the rules that we've found to work in what it is that we've been trying to achieve, and we've tried to keep it simple and not overly inclusive, but. These are just guidelines, right? As a tournament organizer for your game store, if you want to do faction-specific games, have at it. You want to add specialty ammunition, have at it. Just make sure that you communicate early and often how and what you'll be changing just so that you don't have somebody show up that's surprised when you say, Hey, we're gonna do the 350 Alpha Strike turn. Where we're maybe it's not 350. Maybe you do 400. Maybe you do 600. 
it's up to you. I, again, these are just core guidelines that we have found that work, work well, and have achieved what it is that we felt Battletech could have needs. As a casual um, tournament. Yeah. Not a premiere. Very specific that the premiere has to follow every rule. Yes. Okay. Well, if you're going to do casual, that's fine. You can change it to 500 points. I don't care. But it, we're also trying to collect a data set of tournaments. And we're trying to just... And we would appreciate anyone who could help us do that. Yes. If you Again, could, we can't. We'll, we'll come up we with a system. We'll have a system coming up soon. But if you're going to run a premiere set... It needs to be 350. It needs to be everything that's in this rule set. No other optional rules. No getting rid of some of the optional rules. It has to be everything that's in this rule set because we are trying to create a baseline for everything. And we can't we can't effectively data pull if one group over in Oregon is running a 400 premier tournament and New York is running a 375 tournament and we can't do that so if you're going to run a premier event and premier events um are are the the mainstay you know that's what we're going to be running at all the conventions 350 um please keep to the rule set as i mean as 100 not saying you can't run a casual tournament you know at your local game store that's 500 that, that's totally fine the rules are flexible in that aspect But. We got some stuff going around the community. <laughs> yeah. <let's, clears throat> moving along, let's uh, <clears throat> seeing so many Kickstarter new stars and lances with beautiful paint jobs, um, consisting of wolf, falcon, snow raven, novacad, diamond sharks, bears, great. Oh my! Death. Yeah, did you guys count the the? Uh, uh, camo specs did a uh, yep uh, how to I, I it almost it almost gets me to go buy c- contrast paint almost <laughs> 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 haven't mastered that yet I uh, too boring yeah I I'm like I I get where you know its role I just think that I'm not going to be happy with it. Like when I have something in mind, I I like it going the way I want it to, and not leave it to chance, and that the product is going to work a magic way that I'm hoping. I, I want it to be intentional, and that's ah. that's probably my own thing. But you don't want to leave it up to science, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> weird science. No, and I I figured that out. I mean, when I started doing minis, was you know, because I, I did the the wash all over. You know, I just dumped it on there like a like a total noob, and uh, I, I realized that getting the splotches and the spots. And I mean, granted, if I was better with it, uh, that wouldn't have happened. But you know, doing pin washes really kind of sat better with me because I knew where it was going and I had more control. So it it was going to turn out the way I wanted it to, rather than yeah, just and. It- it also comes down to time too. Like, do I have time to set layer after layer after layer after layer after layer after layer? 
maybe. Right. Or do right. I just throw in a base coat and then dry brush? It it, it all depends on your necessity. Yep. Do you have the time? I will do say have... the new minis, their lines are so much deeper and more mm -hmm. pronounced and just it's almost like it does the work for you. Right on. Whereas in the old uh, the old miniatures, I mean, you had to work at those a lot. I'm not. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the plastic ones. I mean, the iron ones were still great, but the these new ones, I'm seeing so many pictures of people just like, I just painted this whole thing gray and did a black wash on it, and it's just like, oh my god, that's awesome. I can't wait to see what improvements they're going to make to the Camo Specs website. Um, because Dude, I bet those guys are busy. Oh man, I, more power to them if they can get that website to click, you know, within a couple seconds and maybe a couple minutes because it takes a while for well, the load. Um, I, I, I kind of appreciate that though. True. Because it gives me time to ready myself <laughs> for the disappointment. Right, to, like, to make a sandwich. Right. This is gonna. This is this is gonna make me feel real bad about my painting skills. <laughs> oh, true, true that they have some. Click, every, they got mad skills. Oh man, yeah. Click the link and then I just start man, breathing. That's that's something too because we've wanted to make pictures and you know have them take pictures and include it in the rule book that we're doing. Man, when you start putting a, a high power camera on your miniatures. You see every damn flaw that you <laughs> never thought was there. It's, wah, it's really <laughs> pronounced. Like, how do I? How do I zoom? I'm extremely disappointed. What? I'm I like, need, God, these, look, these miniatures. These are gonna photograph great. And you start taking photos. And go, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I'm like, gonna take this picture from far away. It's gonna look cool. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, yeah. There's, there's we've, a big we've, difference we've between some, professionals and not professionals. <laughs> there's a curve to that photo photography class. Shutter oh, speed, I'd... timing, ugh, lighting, backlights. It's, it's fun. It's fun seeing like people try and do like the the unit color compendium schemes too that are like highly detailed and like scales of like the the steel vipers or something. Some of those get crazy or fun mm -hmm. you're gonna do some digi pattern you're gonna need a quad quad zero <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> I, I would love to hear from the camo specs guys just like if there is a huge difference between what they have been painting and what they're given to paint now i mean they right, have, just they gotta just be kids quality in the can, store. you definitely can see that on the on the CSO. I mean, when you go to Camo Specs and you look at something that was six or eight years ago, um, you know, Pendragon and Psycho were kind of on the on the curve six years ago. Mm -hmm. But now, when you look at what Kevin's doing, you look at what Dale's been doing. Ryan. Um, Ryan's changed a lot of his painting style and is doing a lot more gradients, which from personal experience and watching these guys um, at Gen Con last year, oh, they awesome. would get, they, they get their heads together at a table and they'd show each other techniques and, and how they were doing things. And now you're starting to see them incorporating the things that they talked about while they were there. So, you know, it's always fun to 
just be the fly on the wall when you get to stand behind them and listen and watch, but <laughs> not being able to do, I mean, that's, right. that's where you get to, that's where you learn it. So I, it's, and yeah. plus their tutorials when they do their, they do their, you know, gradient or shade or base code or f- start to finish um, YouTube videos or camel specs videos. It's fun to watch them do all the detail start to finish you know answering questions streaming um getting all those fan questions of like this is is what you're doing the 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 hardest part or the easiest part and just getting that understanding of what is going to happen you know how is it going to react what do you like about it what don't you like how are you changing what you get as a base standard and then innovating? It's fun stuff. Yeah. In a nutshell, we all just want those sweet, sweet, creamy blends. <laughs> and the checkerboard. Nah, yeah. And the checkerboard. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, debating myself into getting into uh, the airbrushing, so... Yes, I gotta start using mine more. That'll I be... use, I have been using them for basing. I'm gonna use them. I'm gonna try here in the next. I like I said, I got like four or five three fifties, and I gotta do my Christmas thing yet. But do the zenithal priming. <laughs> the the yeah. Christmas. Yeah. How's the how's the Christmas event going how, for I Secret Santas? I, I it's I have all of the stuff put together. I haven't washed them i haven't done anything with them yet i gotta get on that so i've got hey aaron i've got one pinned drilled pinned based primed so that's where i'm at for my victim (laughs) yes are you uh, are a master at what of my domain yes of your debating (laughs) am i a master of my debating master debater i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even allowed into the Christmas thing, so I don't want to hear about it. I, I was passed over. Oh, that's over. right. You're just on the receiving I, end. I, You're I, not I, getting... Apparently, I'm on the receiving <laughs> end, yeah. Speaking of uh, airbrushes, I was like, that. that's what I tell myself when I see those excellent paint jobs. And then Kevin had to go post his, uh, what are they, Nova Cats? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did these with the brush. Yeah. And I was like, I hate you. Like, I hate you, you so much. Kevin. <laughs> like, like, he uses a combination. He uses what? a combination. He does a lot of brush no, work. No, he, he did does, all of those Nova airbrush. Cats by brush. Yeah, he, he No, he didn't. That's what he said. No, he doesn't. He did. Look at the Twitch he channel. He, he all right. uses all an right. airbrush. So do we have, we have an argument? We have a question. <laughs> we will have an answer when we get Kevin on in the future. Ooh, yeah. check. Yes. Check. Yeah. Check the box. Many check the times. box. <laughs> you hear it here, folks. We really do. Put him on the list. We You're really on the list, Kevin. On the list. And hmm. several others, too. Oh, hey, just real quick aside. I remembered that uh, we had a new member, Michael Diaz, uh, come on and ask a question. Uh, Michael, welcome. Um, but also, run. Go to uh, no, <laughs> run. Here. Um, um, as far as ex- uh, figuring out, like with like uh, experimental designs, unique builds, all that stuff. If you want to play around with it on your own, uh, seriously, go to megamech.org, Download Megamech. It's the best way to be able to like try it out because I 
trying to come up with some sort of like standardized scenario is a lot. But anyway, sorry, I just wanted to jump in there because I remembered somebody asked a specific question that. And you have been named. On. You've been Michael named. Diaz. <laughs> His name is Michael Diaz. His name <laughs> is Michael Diaz. His name. <laughs> oh my God! Did we just start something? We did. Uh, we started something. Club. <clears throat> All right. So continuing along, uh, invasion miniatures have been shattering at four foot drops. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, there's there's lots of cure cycles out don't, there for plastics. Don't, so don't drop your miniatures from four feet. <laughs> it's it's like that fishing commercial with the guy who wears the Texas Longhorn football team college. It's like the Texas Longhorns. It, people are people are dropping miniatures from four feet above and they're shattering. Pause. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a return policy on that. <laughs> well, if maybe they could tweak the curing process where it's more of twisting I, the arm 90 degrees before it breaks off, I, maybe it could be a little bit more elastic. They're plastic, man. <laughs> yeah, right? You only get what you're not going to be able to do much with it. So I tell you what, I would uh, test it out, but uh, I haven't got any of them yet. So. <laughs> Because you got the COVID, man. Wave two. Wave two. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I'm a wave two. You know what? I'll find out when your guys' wave two is like a week out, and then I'll show up with your your fucking clan invasion shit. Bet you can't. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> hey, we do we do need to figure that out because I got people like who want to get into the game, and I've got like one box set left. Yeah. You're gonna have to split straws, huh? I got three people asking me to go buy from the source and send them out. Yeah, I was just right. Say. <laughs> Turn into a dealer. <laughs> a Andrew, bag. the Battletech dealer. You're no part, third bat. Are you, bat. No, are you a part of first bat? <laughs> <laughs> first bat slings coke. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, coming up with new call signs and new... Jeez. Oh, that was fun. That'd be fun, too. That's a good one. If you're not a part of the Discord channel, you won't get that joke. So join the Discord channel. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's about time we change that channel name. <laughs> we'll we see. do have a trivia question tonight. Who's up for it? Ooh, can I read it? No. Nope. Oh, come on. Because <laughs> it says I, specifically I will, you're I, not. I will stop reading after it says Aaron, don't read this. Should we, should we oh, give him? You're done. Give him a... Come on, give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance. I can do you it. Screwed oh. the pooch so bad that I can one do it. Time I'm gonna do that... it. I'm gonna do it. Actually, no. Tommy should do it because <laughs> he's been so Tommy voice. Has, Tommy, he's, yeah, yeah. He's been so Silent. boisterous. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Ooh, before you read it, Tommy. Though I will, because we don't. We usually don't give a prize to any of this trivia stuff. Well, I'm gonna give Joshua oh. always won. Yeah. There was no point in prizes. Joshua just won. So, oh, yeah, Joshua always won it. Okay, well, and, he Josh... didn't, and he didn't get his kudu trip, so he couldn't mass that. Fine. <laughs> well, you know what? If he gets it right this time, he deserves this gift because he's gotten it right so many times. I will. Uh, I will make uh, a five hill set for three fifty. Whoa! For the winner Ooh. of the trivia set, and send it to them. 
Can I answer the trivia? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> so with that trivia question answer, if you would uh, you have to any... You have to message us through the Facebook homepage, though. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, everybody go check out the WNRP, not the group. Not the homepage. group. The homepage. The homepage. There's a messenger on there. Oh, what man, our message is going to explode. It's Facebook.com slash... Wolfnet Radio, right? Wolfnet Radio Podcast? Wolfnet Radio Podcast. That's a good trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Find the button. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, Do you have this show notes up at all? It is www.facebook.com backslash Wolfnet Radio Podcast. That's so much worse than what we had before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because the group page is (laughs) X05463W. Shut up. Is that a coordinate? There's a coordinate in there somewhere. Somebody's looking for a box of grid squares now. Somebody, was there a niner in there? There was a niner in there. There's a couple niners in there. Oh, nope, there's not. Just read the trivia. All right. (laughs) Trivia. Name the original artwork. Mech chassis being stepped on in the game of armored combat. Aaron, don't read this. Stop. All stop. <laughs> All stop. Whoa. All stop. Ooh, that was a close one. Whew. I'm sweating there for a second. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't mark that. Trivia. That was Time like stamp. two two something. I got it. I got it. Why do I keep running threes? Two. Well, you like the long range shot, I guess. That's true. Anyways, well, we just got shout outs left unless anybody else has got something burning in their pocket. I don't think so. Shout out. I'll I'll I'll, I'll start with shout outs. I would Woo. like to shout out to Bishop Gold Bishop uh, for being the uh, regiment battle buddy. Aw, battle buddies. I He's think that's I got I got. I'll, I'll go next. I got a couple. Yeah, you got like um, a paragraph. <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to Adam Sherwood. He uh, he traded me a, a dire wolf for a, a gargoyle. I absolutely love the new gargoyle miniature. Um, and then we had he gave me a great rundown of his uh, a time of war campaign that he's been running for his group uh, two times a month. He's uh, got some really really neat stuff going on uh, with his gaming group. I also wanted to give Drew Bethards a shout out and say thank you for uh, jumping on the channel with us the other night, talking about water and working through wording. Um, and how much it sucks. He's always he's always available and and um, cooler head prevails most of the time. <laughs> and uh, Thanks, Kevin Whalen, because he hit me up right before the podcast started and made asked us to make sure we made a good one. So. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we met his his expectations. Had a couple of good just, ones, Kevin, and it was an okay one. So, <laughs> man, yeah, we're, we're, we're in no position to judge. We're in no position to judge. We'll see what happens through editing. Let us I know. Gotta, if, I got let a us pee know, so bad. I've had so many good ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, Seth Glenn, thank you for helping us with a WNRP Facebook homepage, uh, helping us innovate and spread community so they can respond better and more ways back to us. Ooh, and his new uh, Wolfnet Radio patch that hopefully will be coming out soon. 
Yep, variations, lots of variations. Pretty sexy. 37, 3,700 different variations. It's pretty sexy. But we're gonna have to. Seth we're gonna have to settle on one so we can get one. Oh. There can only so be so hard. One. He made so many good ones. Yeah, true. Another week long discussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've oh, we've hashed no. that out. I'm just this, kidding. This is, this is patches, not rules lawyering. Just I'm... kidding. <laughs> I middleman the shit out of that so you guys wouldn't have all those questions. <laughs> uh, my like, oh, go ahead. I know it's go like ahead. being a graphic designer and having that. <laughs> so, yeah. go ahead. Um, my shout out, uh, Brent, Joshua, Chandler, Jeff, Connor, and Sam over there at On the Origins of Battle Max. They have more episodes than us now. Way to go, guys. Woo! It, it, it helps that, they, that they're, you know, half. Yes. You know, they're, they're like short compared Go to ours. Check but, them out. But, but uh, yeah, a, a bunch of uh, WNRP regulars, old, a lot of them are been around for for a while. So for a while, yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, the origin. Of... I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna say this till the day I die. You gotta come up with a better name. <laughs> on the origin, <laughs> the name is fine. On the origin of Battle Max. Check them out. They're a great podcast. In detail. They yeah, they break down battle mix like no other. It is it is a great, great listen to. What did so. you what did you tell me? They were engineers that nerded out. What what was it? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron? So a lot of them are have like an engineering background or or have a prior mechanical, service. Yeah. And they like they break down battle mechs to the nuts and bolts, and they're going. They're doing an episode per uh, battle mech, and they're doing them as they're going. They're going chronological. Now, Can conveniently, we skip the Marauder two ahead. Conveniently, uh, I was asked to be on the Marauder episode, which is also conveniently episode sixty nine. So I am one hundred percent down for that. <laughs> going down. Why? Why would they ask <laughs> you for that? <laughs> you're, you're doing 69 with a couple other guys. I'm doing episode 69 with a couple other guys. Okay. And I'm gonna Perfect. marauder the shit out of that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We got another new thing. Oh my god. Man, and we were trying to be a family friendly podcast. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Sorry. <laughs> Always have been family friendly. Um, my shout outs are <laughs> going to go. Um, they're gonna be. I'm just gonna go. Um, we've had a lot of help on the 350 uh, through the Discord and Facebook and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm just going to go through the whole list that we have right now. And if I missed anybody, get a hold of me and Yell I'll get Aaron. you added to the official document. But Punch him in the face. Um, Eagle, yes. Koshi, Mad Drop, Eden, Deacon, White Fox, Drew Bethards, Gold Bishop, Michael Seneca, Cheese. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Kaji, the one and only Shadow Colonel, and Joshua Jury. Uh, we could not have done this without you. You guys have been awesome on the 350 playtesting uh, page, Discord channel. Um, I know I'm missing a bunch of other people that have tried and given us some good feedback, but um, if like I miss you, like please let me know. He drinks a lot. It's his excuse. Yeah, I drink a lot. So. Uh, if I missed you, let me know because I want to get you guys on the document. You guys deserve as much praise as we do. Um, you've held us out a lot, so well, maybe not as much as we do, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Enough. Um, 
I think that's it for my shout outs. I hope everybody enjoys the 350. Where can they find it? Mm. It's not ready yet. Well, when it is ready, you will be able to find it at wolfsdragoons.com. You will be a you will be able to find it on the 350 playtesting text channel as a pinned document in the Discord channel, and it will also be as a file download on the Facebook group page and home page. There you go. I'm not going to put it on the BattleTech forums. <laughs> no, 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 nope. That'll be the one place you can't find it. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, thank you for a wonderful evening and have a pleasant tomorrow. And uh, hope you've all had a great Veterans Day in the past. And uh, thank you for your service. And uh, we'll be thinking about you. You're not forgotten. Amen. Oh. 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 Woof. Here's Games and Miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. <laughs>